MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. Today's the 12th of October, a Thursday morning. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. An investigation is underway this morning in Newtown Square, Delaware County, after a police-involved shooting. The incident happened around 1145 last night on the 800 block of Bryn Mawr Avenue. The medical examiner was on the scene overnight to remove a body. Crime scene units could be seen near a white Nissan Altima with Delaware plates. The car's passenger side door was open. Police eventually told, towed the car away. Uh, there's no word on it if any Anyone was shot, and police have not said whether there were injuries to officers. Additional information about the incident was not made available. Amazon drivers are known for delivering packages, but one Cobb County, Georgia family says their experience with a driver took a bizarre and distressing turn when their beloved family cat, Addie, went missing. Addie, the 13-year-old feline, dis- disappeared last month. Her family was uh, frantic. They went on a relentless search throughout the neighborhood, knocking on doors and asking if anyone saw her. That's when the story took an unexpected turn. A neighbor showed them home surveillance video of a woman wearing an Amazon vest who was dropping off a box at the home. A few minutes later, Addie strolls across the driveway to the van. According to the court document, the video shows the driver, later identified as Kirsten Griggs, squatting down inside the van and sticking her hand out towards the cat. Mm. The video shows the cat hopping into the van. Several minutes later, the van door slides shut and the driver leaves. The family says through Amazon, they learned that Addie escaped the van during another delivery about a mile away, so the family knocked on more doors until they received another home surveillance video showing a woman who appears to be the same driver petting Addie. Addie got back into the van. The warrant says the driver continued making deliveries for another four hours. Later that day, Addie was left at a gas station 30 miles from the home. Whoa. Sadly, Addie was later hit and killed by a car. Oh, oh, I, I don't know. need to hear this. I, I know. What, what, what kind oh, come of story on, is that? This is so sad, this story. Uh, the Amazon driver, 28-year-old Kirsten Griggs, was arrested last weekend. Uh, she's now charged with theft by taking and cruelty to animals. A player in California won the $1.73 billion Powerball jackpot Wednesday night, ending a long stretch without a winner of the top prize. The winning ticket was sold at Midway Market and Liquors in Fraser Park, California. The winning numbers were 22, 24, 40, 52, 64, and the Powerball 10. Before someone won the giant prize, there was uh, there had been 35 consecutive drawings without a big winner, stretching back to July 19th when a player in California matched all six numbers and won one point zero eight billion dollars because my retention is so bad i'll so it's amazing these days but i did read an article yesterday about um if you win the 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 um if you take the lump sum now uh-huh. for some reason statistically you get less than you would have get gotten year like last year so for some reason i don't they're taking over 50 percent. they're taking over 50 percent. which i'm you know listen it seems kind of wild uh, you know when, you, when you're talking about walking home with 700 million dollars you gotta make like, that stretch it's it's weird to complain about that but but still, but but how how yeah. do you win and not get more than fifty or at least half? You yeah, know? but it, it's an interesting thing. So I don't know if it's worth the three hundred and fifty billion dollars. You don't. Yeah, you're not sure. That's why you don't play. And that. also, who's taking that? Uh, Where does that go? Who's think, taking the I billion think dollars? Because it was because I saw it. It was a one point seven billion dollar prize, seven hundred million dollar cash, uh, you know, right. l- lump payout. So who's who gets taxed? Right? Is it tax? 
Is it taxes? Is yeah, it's got to be taxes. taxes. Yeah, that's, I, thought that's, the, I thought it was the lottery commission. It like, ha- yeah, because taxes, I mean, honestly, what do they take? Like, I don't no, know, 33%? That no, that, at that level, they take 50%. No, well, talk to the billionaires in this country. No, they don't. Like, um, They take take the man less than that wow no but i mean if we're talking about income taxes billionaires were not offshore accounts in the caymans (laughs) yeah the law the The man keeping all their money the jackpot is the world's second largest lottery prize the only top prize that was even bigger was the 2.04 billion dollar powerball won by a player in california last november in most states the powerball costs two dollars and players can select their own numbers or leave that task to the computer Uh, the 1.73 billion dollar jackpot pot is for a sole winner who opts for payment through annuity doled out over 30 years. Winners almost always take the cash, cash option, which for Wednesday night's run was an estimated $756.6 million. I think it, what I'm curious of when, when, it, when it starts hitting this fervor, when, right, when right. people start going crazy, is how many lottery tickets are sold? Because odds wise, they say it's like one in you know, 300 million or yeah. something like that. And I wonder if you know, if they sell exponentially more than the odds. You would think, you know what right? I, mean? that, I don't know. Yeah, I, think, I think the exact same question because you would think exponentially your odds would quadruple or, or I don't know how much, but they'd be with that many people flooding to purchase them yeah. because of the potential big win. Yeah. You would think that it's scaling constantly, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think it's a for-profit company. I'm trying to find that out, but like, yeah. it's, it's not like it's run by the state or run by the government. So, you know, if you, if you win the Powerball, in case you were talking about where that money goes, you know, roughly half or Fair maybe employees. a little less goes to the winners. But they, yeah, I mean, there's there's a it's a it's a for-profit company that owns Powerball, and so mm. they they make money off of it. So Nick, with the Powerball or with the lo- uh, so with the Lotto, I, I don't play any of them really, so I don't know. Uh, they they are separate, right? Lotto and Powerball. Well, or there's are like they- Mega Millions. There's Powerball. There's a, a bunch of different lotteries around the country, right. Steve. And then and some of the benefits of, of the lottery of like Powerball or whatever goes to like senior citizens. Exactly. So there I are don't know benefits. If Powerball does because they don't say that. Like Pennsylvania lottery uh, benefits older Pennsylvanians. Right. They correct. Say. Yeah. Right. Uh, but Casey uh, goes. Uh, so does the Powerball programs for older Pennsylvanians. And some of that money goes to the groundhog too. Yeah, oh, man. Forget yeah. about that. <laughs> Second most. <laughs> hey, you sure look good in your shorts. That anime ain't cheap. <laughs> no, I want to know is so this uh, this jackpot one point seven three billion dollars, and then last year's two point zero four billion dollars. Both winners were in California. What's happening in California? We need to yeah, go there and on. buy our tickets. Uh, by the way, we should see a lot more older people riding around in Lamborghinis yeah, yeah, yeah. now. If yeah, that's the case. Pennsylvania. Yeah, I don't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> so winnings would be subject to federal taxes, and many states also have tax uh, lottery winnings. Get your free Lamborghinis, old people. Awesome. Powerball is played in forty five states as well as Washington, D.C., Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands in sports this morning. The Phillies won big, beating yeah. the Phillies. Game three last night at the ballpark. Bryce Harper hit two home runs, had four RBI, and added one more incredible game for the Phillies in October. Harper answered the Braves Orlando Arcia's mocking with a second deck three-run home run and a solo shot, glaring at Atlanta's shortstop on each trot around the bases. After the game, Harper told reporters, yeah, I mean, I stared right at him. He also told reporters how much he loves Philly, and I think that we have a clip over there this morning. I love this place. Flat out, I love this place. There's nothing like coming into the bank 
and playing in front of these fans. Blue collar mentality, tough, fighting every single day. I get chills, man. I I, I get so fired up. I I, I man, I love this place. Ah, I, awesome. I I signed here for a reason. Um, to do everything I could to to bring back. Um, a trophy to this town, to Mr. Middleton, to this organization. Um, I got chills thinking about it because that's what it's all about. The Phils set a team record and tied a major league postseason record with six home runs last night. Aaron Nola and four relievers combined to push the 104-win Braves to the brink of elimination. The Phillies can advance to the National League Championship Series for the second straight season with a win in Game 4 tonight in South Philly. Ranger Suarez will get the start. The first pitch is scheduled for just after 8 o'clock. That start time was pushed back because of the late game. The Arizona Diamondbacks, I know. The 5 o'clock start was perfect. Come on, Dodgers. Perfect. The Diamondbacks completed the three-game sweep of the L.A. Dodgers, winning 4-2 in Arizona. The Diamondbacks became the first team in Major League postseason history to hit four home runs in one inning. The four they hit in the third inning was all the offense they needed to eliminate the 100-win Dodgers. In the other series, the Houston Astros finished their series beating the Twins 3-2 and taking the series in four games last night in Minnesota. The Astros will advance to play the Texas Rangers in the ALCS. And the Flyers begin their regular season with a game in Columbus tonight against the Blue Jackets. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Yeah, that was one of the most fun baseball games I've I I can't tell you how long uh, since, I mean, just knocking them out of the park (laughs) like that was just, when the the bats are hot, it is so much fun to watch. Uh, So, I'm sure we'll cover a little bit of that maybe later on, but um, good to wake up to yes. this morning. Yeah, absolutely. And we move forward and hopefully uh, victory today seals it. We'll see. But we have some other things to talk about and get into through the course of this Thursday morning. Like I said, the weather's going to be beautiful. So why don't we add to all this elation $1,000 in your back pocket, crumb bum cash, 8 and 10 a.m. on our show alone. And then it goes throughout the day five times total your opportunity to win $1,000 thousand bucks don't miss your chance please we also have uh guest wise joining us mr drew lynch who is going to be performing at uh the keswick theater tonight drew's gonna stop by or yes. zoom uh stop stop by. yeah awesome excellent so i believe um, the show is either sold out or very close it's, to sold it's out it's close to be yeah so out, he just yeah. wanted to come in and hang out on the show which is awesome love that so we have that and other things to give away we're gonna have a good time this morning we hope you'll be a part of it we're almost to friday already so many reasons to celebrate <laughs> So let's do it together. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment and uh, some information that will rock your world about the Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith uh, relationship and more. So hang on. We'll be right back. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR? Ask it to open MMR. And it'll begrudgingly comply. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back. And this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, stupid question. We have a four-pack of single-day admission tickets for Famous Monsters Fest, which is going to be Friday through Sunday at Valley Forge Casino Resort. And the question that we posed to you this morning is one that I need to look up now because I forgot to get one for you. Oh, okay. But fortunately, I have a wonderful little source here that I can go to, which uh, offers up some pretty decent questions from time to time. Um, Let me see. How about... uh, I'd like to give you something kind of easy, but it doesn't look like anything easy is coming. I got a really stupid, stupid question. Um, Okay. Who's the Franklin Institute named after? (laughs) There you go. That's a legit (laughs) stupid question. Yeah, Yeah, it is. All right, thank you. We haven't had a really stupid one in a while, so I appreciate that. 215-263-WMMR. Who's the Franklin Institute named after? Let's see if you know. Uh, the answer to that. We'll go through some birthdays while we await your answer. Today being the 12th day of October. We'll start with actor Josh Hutcherson, who is, wow, he's 31 years old today. So the... um uh, Hunger Games, right? The Hunger Games. And what was he in when he was a kid? Sarah, Sarah, he was in something... Zarathua? What's that movie? Oh, um... Zathora. Zathora. Was he in that? He's one of the brothers. Okay. Is he not? I think so. Yeah. And I think he might have been the kid in the movie RV with Robin Williams. You're right about that. He's a little guy. He is. He's not very tall. You're right. Uh, he celebrates his uh, 31st birthday today. So Josh. Let's bring Larry Bird in a new movie. Hutcherson. Wow. That's a bit of a switch for him. Yeah. Uh, the great Hugh Jackman oh. hey. is a year older. And I'm sure Ryan Reynolds will do some kind of a uh, birthday <laughs> tribute to him. They always do. He was hanging out with uh, Taylor Swift and uh, who else? Blake Lively. The whole, the whole squad. Yeah. Uh, Hugh Jackman turns uh, 55 years old today. And still, we'll have to wait and see what happens with that Deadpool 3 pairing of Wolverine, finally. They're yeah. filming again. Yeah, so uh, I'm excited for whenever that might pop up. I mean, I saw him as a music man on Broadway. Amazing, right? That guy can is, do it all. Yeah, yeah, every single bit of it. Yeah, yeah he's a, a true entertainer. And we had the chance to speak to him years ago. He was just the nicest guy. He was, he was so friendly. Uh, we also have uh, another very friendly person who's been in our studio. She's hilarious. You'd never guess she's 80 years old. Lynn Shay. Oh. Oh, oh, my God, she looks so much younger than eighty. Uh huh. Yeah, and I love her. Uh, the Conjuring, right? Yeah, she's well, she's in, uh, she's in um, uh, no, or not is the it con- Annabelle. No, it's not Annabelle. Okay. Uh, she is in the other series, and I'm having a brain fart. Um, uh, the um, I normally have my list of credits Insidious. here, but I didn't get all the information. Insidious, in- Insidious, yeah. Insidious. Yes, and she's also, of course, in the Great Kingpin, yeah. where yeah. she is the landlord. I got yes. her to do Steve something that she never does, which is uh, do the the two <laughs> fingers <laughs> and then the tongue in between and. Um, she says she doesn't like doing it because uh, every time she does one, a million people ask her. But when she was in studio, yeah. she did it for me. And and then afterwards, she's like, I can't believe I actually did that. But it, like, I, I, I was so touched by the fact that she did it. Oh, my God. Yeah, she was just just a doll. Completely sweet. Yeah, I, and I believe the Farley brothers just love her because she was also in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, oh, yeah. She played Mrs. Noogie Burger <laughs> yeah. in the very beginning of the Noogie movie. Noogie Burger. And in There's Something About Mary. Yeah. yeah she played... Yeah. Uh, 
Magda. Magda. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The dog. Yep. Uh, the dog just clearly just keeps sticking <laughs> his tongue in her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's classic. Uh, let's see. I'm scanning the birthdays because I didn't get my normal list. What happened? Uh, I don't know. For some reason, it didn't come up. But uh, Steve, Susan Anton has a birthday. Susan today. Anton. We remember Susan Anton. Yep. Uh, she was actually involved with Dudley Moore for a long time. Oh, really? And she was on the series Super Train. Do you remember that short-lived piece of crap? I don't remember that oh, show. Yeah. I just remember her being... Kind of a, a, a model, I yeah, guess. Yeah, she was like well. a six footer, blonde. Yeah. Uh, she did all of the um, the TV shows of the time. Uh, <laughs> Super Train was basically Love Boat on on a train. train. Yeah, shut up. It was unbelievably wow. bad. Wow, unbelievably so she, bad. She is uh, seventy three years old today. And let me see if I recognize anybody else here. There's a lot of names and a lot of faces, but, but they all mean nothing. I don't know everybody here. Anybody know Brett Cooper? She's cute. Yeah. <laughs> She's cute. <laughs> Just stopped. She's a cute person. Yeah. Uh, she was in Heather's, the TV series. Yeah, there okay. you go. So, happy right. birthday to yeah. Brett Cooper. What? You don't have to do any more. I'm just checking. Yeah. I'm just, He's I'm, trying to, I don't want to miss listen, anybody. You don't realize that there's constantly within Preston this investigative journalist. There's a lot of hand-wringing. Yeah. You know. Waiting to punch his way out. Here's right. a birthday I think you'll like, Preston. Yeah, I saw him, okay. too. Okay, so if you watch The Righteous Gemstones, there's a character. I forgot his name, but... Uh, Keith. Keith. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tony uh, Cavallero is the actor's name. He's 40 years old. He's this weird, kind of really muscle-bound guy who is this almost a submissive yes. uh, to one of the... And his character's name is, is Keith? Yes. Keith. Uh, yeah. K-E-E-F-E, Steve, yeah. Uh-huh. And he, uh, he and Adam Devine have a funny relationship on that show, and then they end Very. up in a cage together at yes. one point. <laughs> so he's uh, 40 years old today. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to a stupid question this what? morning. You missed a birthday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Callum Scott. The guy who sings this song, the Phil's anthem, Dancing on My Own. Celebrates a 35th birthday today. Oh, all right. Where's he from? Anywhere? He's English. Apparently. Yeah. And he said uh, on social media a week or so ago that if the Phillies were to make the World Series, he will come and sing um, for oh. people in Philadelphia. So, well, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, Phillies fans have been tweeting at him and trying to get him to come to Philly since last year. And uh, he says if they make it to the World Series this year, he'll be here. All right. Callum Scott, happy. 35th birthday to him and everyone celebrating birthdays. All right, let's see if somebody knows the answer to this question. Uh, who's the Franklin Institute named after? And we will go to Dan to see if we can get that answer. Dan, good morning. Good morning. You forgot my birthday. Oh, it's your birthday. Hey. Happy birthday, Dan. How old are you today, man? Uh, 47. Happy birthday, brother. All right, Thanks, well, for, for an extra little gift... And we just by asking the question, it's a gift. Uh, who's the Franklin Institute named after? The one and only Benjamin Franklin. Okay. All right. Happy birthday, Dan. And hang on. We're going to give you a four-pack single-day admission tickets for Famous Monster Fest Friday through Sunday. This weekend, Valley Forge Casino Resort special guests include Ozzy Sharon Jack and Kelly Osborne. Plus, uh, Bonnie Aarons from The Nun and Kane Hodder from Friday the 13th. And all winners, just like Dan there, are qualified for the grand prize, which is a chance to meet the Osbournes family. And for discounted tickets, you can visit FamousMonstersFest.com, by the way. So, uh, by the way, somebody texted in. We may have some controversy on that question. Well, what happens? The full name of the Franklin Institute is the Aretha Franklin Institute. Oh, all right. For respect. Uh-huh. Didn't know that. For uh-huh. R-E-S-P. E-C-T. So we may have we may have to double. By the way, I don't want it to be lost on everyone that that you just brilliantly 
riffed a birthday list. <laughs> let's not. Yeah, let's drink that in a little bit. bit. That uh, I'm a man of many talents. Uh, one of them is getting to the deep, dark stories. And uh, um, this isn't deep, dark. She actually said this publicly. But in a preview of an upcoming NBC News primetime special with Hoda Copy, Jada Pinkett Smith reveals that she and Will Smith separated in 2016. After the famed couple became exhausted with trying to save their marriage. Wait, and this whole time they have not been together? They've just been pretending. Since 2016? Yeah, they've been, and we'll we'll play clips, but yeah, they've been separate since Uh, that time. And she she confirmed this. She said this. Her own mouth. She is doing uh, press for her upcoming memoir, huh. Worthy, in which uh, she opens up about her split from uh, Will for the Smoth Time. Uh, for the first day, what did I say? Smoth? The Smoth Time. I was looking at the word Smith. <laughs> and listen, it is first. a Smoth Time for everyone. <laughs> I think you were counting as like 11. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even laughing. No, I'm not he even knows laughing. Not I know, I'm anyway. laughing yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the 11th, the 12th, the Smith Time. The Smoth it was smoke. smoke. Yeah. Um, listen, you've Whatever. done a smoke. Time. So, uh, um, yeah, uh, they've been living apart for all that time, Kathy. Well, Kathy, don't let He's having a very smoke time right <laughs> now. <laughs> what was the last one? I can't believe I forgot the last one. Poking's money things. Poking's money things. Money things. <laughs> I just like when we can add to our list. Smoke. <laughs> Uh, wasn't he the bad guy in the in the Star Wars movies? Smoke? <laughs> Wait a minute. Casey's holding he's holding uh, back. I'm good. He's holding back from laughing. This one's gonna floor me later. I'm just gonna think smoke. <laughs> Are you trying to contain your smoke? I don't want to be mad at me. He's trying to be nice to me. Because he yelled uh, at him last time. I love you, man. <laughs> he's actually tearing up. It's actually painful. Uh, <laughs> let's move on, guys. Come on. Let's Come on. We're trying to be professional here. Hard-hitting news. Of- you know what? I, the weird thing about that was I didn't even hear myself say that. I just knew that I said something, <laughs> something wrong. wrong. Yeah. To, to be honest, God, that's a disconnect from my brain that's scary, actually. Uh, it didn't even register with me. Smoke. You, know, you smoke. say a lot of words. It's okay. I say a lot yeah. of words. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Jada says... Jada Pinkett Smoke. (laughs) (laughs) Why it fractured, she said. Well, that's a lot of things. And I think by the time we got to 2016, we were just exhausted with trying. I think we were both stuck in our fantasy of what we thought the other person should be. So we have a clip of this? Yeah, we have two clips. All right. We're talking to Yoda Copy Machine. I haven't listened to these, so (laughs) here we go. Here we go. In 2016, you and Will decided that you were going to live completely separate lives. It was not a divorce on paper, but it was a divorce. So from the year 2016, which is seven years ago now, (laughs) y'all have been apart. Yeah. All right. And then uh, she talks about why they decided to do it this particular way. I think just not being ready yet. Mm. Still trying to figure out between the two of us how to be in partnership in regards to how do we present that 
to people. We hadn't figured that out. Yeah, she said, uh, like in one instance, she did consider a legal divorce, but was unable to finalize. She said, I made a promise that there will never be a reason for us to get a divorce. We will work through whatever. I just haven't been able to break that promise, she well, said. And, and then the whole thing at the award show. I know. Okay. Where like- <laughs> so there's more on that. So she says that that night when she saw him him hit Chris Rock, she yeah. said, I thought that it was a skit. That's what she says. Uh, she said, uh, I was like, there is no way that Will hit him. And it wasn't until Will started to walk back to his chair that I even realized that it wasn't a skit. Uh, she also writes in her new book that uh, Rock asked her out on a date once. <laughs> Speaking to people about this, she said, I think every summer all the reports come in uh, out come out that, uh, that me and Will are getting a divorce and this this particular summer, Chris, he thought that we were getting a divorce. So he called me and basically was like, I'd love to take you out. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, well, aren't you and Will getting a divorce? And I was like, no, Chris, those are just rumors. And she said he was appalled and he profusely apologized. And that was that. So you, now did Will Smith find out about that? And was that a stick in his proverbial craw? I it, That may be in the book. If so, it hasn't been revealed yet. Oh. I, I do not know. Yeah, like I need to know more information because they, they go places together. They're seen in public. So. Is it all performative, or are they friends who are just going out together? I think a lot of it's performative, probably. They're probably just doing it to avoid the hassle. To F with us. Uh, And and as far as the slap went, I mean, like, if you remember, he makes the joke, Will laughs, he looks at her. She's not. Yeah, she's scowling. And and so he's like, okay, I had better go do something about this now. And I think I'm going to go slap him. And and I think part of it was the. even though they weren't a yeah. couple couple, he still has to put on that front like he's the caring husband. So, yeah. I don't know, I'm going to go beat his ass. It's complicated. We're getting a few texts from people who are saying that um, they have been separated from their partner for a long time but have never gotten divorced. Yes. And sometimes they end up living with each other. Dude, I've known a couple of people yeah. yes. that, that that has happened. And for some reason, they 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 are are living separately. But maybe one of them hangs on to a little tendril of maybe you know I'm not sure. And you're just thinking, oh, they're the perfect Mister and Mrs. Smoth. <laughs> <laughs> this person says, I haven't lived with my wife since 2006. We just never got divorced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I know uh, some have avoided to do it just because of the legal hassle. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, uh, and especially, financially, especially yeah. older. Yeah, uh, I've said my my an old girlfriend of mine. Her parents apparently they broke up like you know fifteen years ago, but they never got divorced. Imagine if you're older and you're dividing assets and you start fighting over your insurer shakes in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know that could be very combative. Yeah. So I want the vanilla. So it happens. The it's, strawberry is mine, you bitch. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. We'll see if there's more that comes out. I'd be about curious. This. Yeah. Uh, in an interview with Page Six published yesterday, Ryan Reynolds detailed the steps he takes when he's experienced mental health struggles. The Deadpool actor admitted at the 11th annual Reveals and Revelations Gala for Bring change to mind, that's what it says here, uh, that sometimes he feels like he's spinning out of control. He told the outlet that he's not always great at keeping things in balance. He said, I certainly have my own little rituals and those kinds of things that help me stay grounded and keep my mind from spinning out of control. He said, sometimes I'm really good at it, sometimes I'm not. Yeah, I would bet that that all of this, and I, I know this sounds weird to say this, but this maelstrom that he goes through leads him to be as creative and as good as he is at what he does. Maybe. He said he 
he practices meditation in order to take time for himself when he is overwhelmed. He said, I tend to overbook myself when I'm spiraling away, spiraling that way. And he said, and I'm sort of aware of that stuff and I manage it as well as you can. You know what he doesn't like having? He arranges succulents. And I know that appeals to you. It could be meditative. That could be very meditative. But you know what? Some of the most um, successful people meditate. Yeah, they do. I feel like I need to start... I have attempted it. So I, I do, uh, uh, Dr. Rosenpenis gave me this little meditation that, that I use uh, periodically. But the people who do like TM and, and are very rigid about They're it mindful. seem to benefit greatly from it. I can't focus. Well, and I could never get past the the guided. Like I liked, right. I, I did it for for a while, for months. I did it, but it but it was all guided. I I couldn't get past that, like sitting by myself and doing what she, you know, what the guy well, had been ta- telling me to do. There was a uh, professional golfer. I was uh, watching an interview with him the other day. I forgot who it was, but it's one of these guys who had, who just uh, had a, a nice run of success. And um, he, his meditation, he essentially goes, "Yeah, hey, meditate." He's like, basically, I go in a room and breathe by myself mm. quietly for. a little while. And that's he, just forces, he forces himself to do it and he benefits from yeah, it. Yeah, you just go in and you just sit down and shut up and shut it off but for just a little while. Do you do you do it daily? No, not at so all. I, I would love to be able to focus. I tried it for the a while. The way we focus on pornography, Preston, nah. if we could do that. <laughs> um, I feel a part of my meditation is though I play my drums every day. Yeah, well, yeah. And I can so get likewise, into, I do. Have you ever seen that movie um, Soul? Yeah. That animated film Soul? Yeah. When they get into the zone and they're they're kind of, they, they just let it go free and, mm-hmm. and, and they're improvising and it just comes out of nowhere, that's kind of the zone that I get into. And so I lose everything in my mind when I yeah. do that. So that's a form so of meditation a form of it, for me. Yeah. Yeah. Hobbies uh, hobbies yeah. are a meditation. Yeah. And I do have those. Yeah, so. Some of them my succulents. Right. Uh, so Bob Odenkirk opened up about how the heart attack he experienced on the set of Better Call Saul in 2021 has affected his life. In a recent interview, uh, he said that he thinks about the incident every single day. Wow. He said, it's something I think about every day, weirdly. It didn't affect me much for a long time. Is it weird that I think about Bob Odenkirk's heart attack every day? He shared that his health scare affected his memory. He said, I had a strange kind of upbeat energy literally the next day and every day. And it was because I had, well, like a mind wipe every night. Hmm. I said, so my ability to even think about what had happened to me was compromised. And I needed to hear about it from people who had been there. And I needed my brain to get back on a normal state. Um, he shared that he experienced the experiences changes outlook on life. He said, now that I've been able to make some space in my life, partly because of the writer strike and the SAG strike, I've had time to contemplate what happened. And it makes me think, how do I enjoy the days that I have? Well, good. It's really given him better perspective. It. Yep, totally. And it can definitely do that. Ellen DeGeneres took fans back to her 1997 cover of Time magazine with an Instagram post shared on National Coming Out Day, which was yesterday, sharing a black and white photo from her wedding to Portia de Rossi. Uh, the former talk show host wrote, uh, Happy Coming Out Day. I hope that you have a the bravery and support you need uh, to be your authentic self. How long have they been together? Um, since 19, well, it says 97. So they got married? No, they get nah. married. Yeah, they've, been, I, they've been together for a while. They, they've long really, time. yeah, they've, they've shown the, uh, that they've, um, They've got what it takes. They got them. married in 2008. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, she said, and for those who didn't know yet, yep, I'm gay. <laughs> she wrote. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? Uh, the episode of her show? Yeah. Was, uh, I don't know what the numbers were on the viewing, but it was uh, it was uh, it was pretty amazing. And I think she's leaning across the um, and she's at the airport. Yeah. And she leans across the uh, desk and then the microphone picks it up. So it's like, 
I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was an awesome way to do it. A couple of wedding anniversaries. Uh, Viola Davis and uh, Julius Tennant are celebrating 24 years of marriage. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the How to Get Away Murder actress shared a photo of the couple looking into each other's eyes <laughs> by flowers on Instagram and wrote 24 years of friendship, love, and connection. You make me feel alive. I hate <laughs> Allison Hannigan shared a black and white uh, throwback photo of her wedding to Alexis uh, Denisov on Instagram uh, yesterday. Happy 20th wedding anniversary to the most incredible husband. Uh, thank you for my best... Uh for being my best friend, the best father, the greatest chef, silly comic relief, and so much more. I love sharing life with you. This was, uh, they met on Buffy the Vampire Slayer yes, yeah, in was 1997 really and started dating in 1999. He was a good character, yeah. yeah. I like this guy. And Casey posted a picture. Yes. What? A black and white photo I of me and his wife, Diane, at their wedding for their wedding anniversary yesterday. 20 years. Look at all this. You and Allison Hannigan, you guys all got married on the same day. Yeah, and you know what? I, I have a, a, we have friends, uh, Diane and I have uh, mutual friends, uh, Matt and Eileen Everly. And you guys met at the Dukakis rally. We did not. No, but like, uh, dude, like, I got home yesterday and like, they sent us a gift for uh, our anniversary. And what did like, you send oh, them for their anniversary? Nothing. <laughs> so this is my gift to you, Eileen and Matt. <laughs> Happy anniversary. <laughs> Oh, man. You guys, the, this picture of you, Diane looks, well, Diane always looks great, but yeah. I mean, the, the, oh. she has just a wonderful, Super uh, sweet smile and yeah. a sincere smile. And then my hair. What, what's going on with my hair? What do you mean? Uh, I like it. Uh, really? You look like, like Captain Kirk. It looks weird, I think. No, yeah. you look, you really, you look like a young Shatner. I, thanks, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Appreciate that. No, you look, uh, no, the hair doesn't look odd at all, I don't think. Yeah, You're not normally in black and white. I'm, nah. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Diane looks so happy. Yeah. Yeah. What did I do? Oh, well, how does she feel now today? <laughs> She's very, very happy. I want to die. Yeah. Uh, I want to be like Jada Pinkett Smith. We have a couple of anniversaries, but then I've got a, a, a breakup story um, no. and a custody story, but things seem to be going well. So Jeremy Allen White, who's the star of The Bear, uh, the TV show The Bear. Love. So that was, to me, last year or this year, that was the perfect show. Season two of The Bear. Great show. Perfect. So he and his estranged wife, Addison Timlin, have filed their custody agreement. Uh, White and Timlin have agreed to joint custody of their two daughters, uh, Ezra Billy, who is four, and Dolores Wilde, who is two, so long as he complies with using a sober link device to ensure that he is sober every time he sees his kids. So has he? Ha- so I did not realize he had an issue with sobriety. No, I didn't either. Uh, the Bear Star must test twice with the device on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays when he has custodial time with his daughters. On the Saturdays that he is with his kids, he must test three times. Wow. On Sundays, only once, according to the filing. He's also required to attend individual therapy at least once a week and at least two Alcoholic Anonymous meetings per week. Casey, have you heard anything about him being no, a no, recovering alcoholic? No, all I know is he's like one of those sneaky fit guys. Uh, like he's, he's more jacked than you would think. Yeah, But he, he looks pretty jacked fit. on the show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like that. According to the device's website, Soberlink is a professional grade breathalyzer system with facial recognition that automatically sends results in real time to designated individuals. Uh, but it seems You're like these two have been yeah. able to find some common ground as they were spotted hugging at their daughter's soccer game. I was a cop all my life, and I know a lush when I see one, and you're a lush. <laughs> so that should be what the uh, the alarm that goes off yeah. when you're he's in violation. Lush. You're a lush. 
He was on uh, he was on Shameless for a long time, and um, Casey, I agree with you. Like uh, our friend Devin, who was very attractive, she she told me ten years ago that she thought Jeremy Allen White was hot. And I was like, really, this guy from Shameless, and and I, and that now like he's a, a sex symbol. Everybody thinks that he's, you know he's his knockout, but I, I never got it. Um, but I guess I'm I'm in the minority there. Well, you know what? Some of the sex scenes in Shameless, I think, are what do it because he has some pretty good you know pr- some pretty good yeah. scenes in that show. Is he smoldering? Uh, is or is he, he so so how is his how does he come across in those sex scenes is well, he is he yeah yes yeah. they're they're like hot scenes okay, and right. you know he comes from this repre- reprehensible family right. and you know his uh you know his character is kind of dirtbaggish but those scenes are are, are supercharged yeah, okay yeah. i got it uh so it seems like they've uh, found a little common ground they were spotted hugging at their daughter's soccer game and they are still separated but getting along to a source uh <laughs> they love their children and all spend time together when she filed for divorce she was upset things have settled a bit well i can un- look i can understand if she's concerned but if he's playing along and he's being nice about it and there there benefits the kids yeah. what? you are a lush i can tell by looking at you uh speaking <laughs> of jeremy allen white being a sneaky fit as casey was saying he is going to be in a new film that is called the iron claw and it tells the story of the von eric professional wrestling family dynasty it'll be on theaters december 22nd and he is playing one of the von eric brothers and Whoa. he's jacked up. So it stars Zach Efron as Kevin Von Erich. And he's they've all gotten really oh, yeah. jacked up yeah, for yeah. this movie. Um, and he's the son of famed professional wrestler Fritz Von Erich, who's played by Holt uh, McElney. I remember McElhaney. these dudes. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I used to, man. Yeah. Growing up, the Von Erichs were a big deal in the world of wrestling, where I was anyway. Um, and one of the brothers died, if you remember, falling uh, uh, from a... Hit the turnbuckle, right? No, 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 no. He was like, uh, he was a couple stories up and fell all the way down. He was doing a stunt. Is okay. that Stone Michael? No. Uh, um, that's that same family? Are you th- yeah. This this happened like, I don't know, 20 years ago? Yeah. yeah. I thought that was he, one of the Von Erichs. Or are you I, thinking I thought somebody that was else? A, I thought that was a Michael. Uh, okay. All right. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, Jeremy Allen White and uh, Harris Dickinson take on the roles of uh, Kevin's brothers, uh, Carrie and David. I remember Carrie Von Eric. Um, that who's, that's who Jeremy's going to be playing. As the three portray sibling wrestling champions who deal with familial struggles and try to live up to their father's expectations inside and outside of the ring. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. Also stars uh, Lily James and uh, Maura Tierney. Uh, Efron was first spotted on the new movies set in October 2022 showing off his muscular oh. physique and new hairdo wearing just a towel around his waist. Owen, uh, it was Owen Hart. Owen, Owen Hart, Hart. That's, that's it, it. yes. All right, I'm getting and my he, wrestlers mixed well, up. In case, he, on the way, when he fell, he, his head hit the turn. He was repelling. He was supposed to be repelling from the ceiling right. or something like that, and something went wrong. With but there's his. tragedy in this Von Erich family as well. What, what yeah. happened, Nick? Yeah, so um, uh, David Von Erich uh, died from a drug overdose in Japan in 1984, and then Carrie Von Erich died... Um, from suicide, huh. and that was back in 1993. So, um, it also says here, Nick, that uh, Mike, Chris, and Carrie all each died from suicide. What? Oh, yeah. my goodness. Oh, wow. So that's Holy wild. hell. Yeah. So, well, I mean, that's tragic and awful, but it also means that there's a good story to be told, so, hence the movie. Well, yeah, so they uh, they apparently are all jacked up. White uh, shared with Esquire in May uh, that he and Efron bolt up for the roles by, quote, never stopping eating, with White saying that the Baywatch actor made the process look easy. He said, Zach's a maniac. 
Uh, the Bear actor said about his co-star, he's so focused and knowledgeable on training, diet, and all that. In terms of physical transformation, I think he blew us all out of the water. He looks really amazing in this thing. White, on the other hand, was not a fan of the experience, saying consuming so much food <laughs> is really just gross. He said, you're trying to consume as much as you possibly can, and to be honest, you don't feel great. I was training as well, but I don't know. He said, trying to get that big, it's no way to I live. don't think I could do that. I mean, you know, right? I mean, when they're taking in thousands of calories right. a day, yeah. uh, no. I mean, my my, uh, my nephew does that stuff, right? So I yeah. think right now he's in bulking season, and then uh, and then at a certain point he's going to start to cut the weight. Uh, and, like, he really, like, his whole body is like a laboratory. And, yeah, yeah. And he's really, really good at it. And but that I prefer a, for my body to be a warehouse. But that takes a ton of discipline, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, oh, well, oh no, I'm just going to put on 30 pounds real quick just right. so I can take off. And then off. peel it off yeah. in six months. Mm-hmm. All right, and then one last thing, and then we'll move on to the clips. Uh, came out on Tuesday. Warner Brothers released a second official trailer for The Color Purple. Uh, according to people, Taraji P. Henson, uh, her Shug Avery comes to life as she sings Push to Button in the trailer. Alongside Henson, the star-studded cast includes Danielle Brooks, Fantasia Barrino, uh, Halle Bailey, um, Ciara, and Coleman Domingo. And it is executive produced by Oprah Winfrey. This looks interesting. Because and Steven Spielberg. They actually include Bubo, the owl from Clash of the Titans. That's weird. And that seems very weird. Uh, the color purple is set to reach theaters on December 25th. Great movie. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with it this time yeah. around. And Oprah obviously was in that. And Steven Spielberg was the guy behind the original. All right. We are ready for clips now. Totally Killer tells a tale of a notorious killer servicing 35 years after three teens' murders on Halloween. 17-year-old Jamie encounters the masked maniac and unintentionally time travels to 1987, where she must prevent the initial murders. In this clip, director... Anachka Khan talks about the range of emotions the main character has to portray in the film. Here we go. She's playing so many things at once, you know, so she's got the fun of this time travel element and she's, you know, back in 87 and she's got to navigate that world as like a Gen Z person from like 2023. But she also has had this without giving too much away. This like very tragic event happening in her life. Yeah! I watched it. I liked it a lot. I thought it was. Uh, it is basically slasher meets Back to the Future with a sense of humor. Okay, uh, totally killer is streaming on Prime now. And she she played the lead actress. I was Nancy Drew. Okay. Mm. All right. Here's our next clip. Fair Play, starring Phoebe Denever and Alden Einreich. Is that to Han Solo? Aaron yes. Reich. Aaron Reich uh, is a new thriller about an unexpected promotion at work. Uh, pushes a newly engaged couple's relationship to the brink. And here, director uh, Chloe Damont talks about her inspiration of creating a film with a two-location setup. I wanted to create this pressure cooker thriller and this ticking time bomb. And I thought that um, what would add to that is if these characters are stuck in this kind of toxic bubble and going from the apartment to the office, back to the apartment, back to the office, and the idea that there's no escape from each other, you know, especially as things start to implode and unravel between them. I don't I don't want to, I don't think I want to see it. Fair Play is now streaming on Netflix. Okay. okay. There you go. Yes, that, uh, Alden Einreich, 
I think he looks like Frank Caliendo a little bit. <laughs> he looks like a trimmed up. Well, not yeah. that Frank, Frank is a younger. A younger, yeah. yes. I, I can see that. Okay, good. Oh, I'll have to take a closer look at the dude. All right, and that's uh, the end of the entertainment report for you. On this Thursday morning, we have money to be given to you. We have uh, the Crumbum Cash. Uh, first shot at that is at 8 a.m., so do not miss the opportunity. Also, uh, Drew Lynch is stopping by performing the Keswick Theater tonight. The show is uh, almost completely sold out, so it's cool that Drew's going to stop by. Yeah, nice. And uh, chat with us uh, for a bit. Oh, and I want to mention, if you are heading out and about tonight, Marissa Magnata has got the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff party. She will be at Stadium Bar and Grill in Fairless Hills tonight from 7 to 9 p.m. And you can stop by. There are free MMR Bud Light Kelly Green t-shirts that you could get. And you can register for a chance to win a pair of Eagles tickets for the November 5th game against Dallas, courtesy of Bud Light. You have to be present to win and 21 and older to enter. And I'm sure they're going to have the game on. Oh, yeah, probably. So make sure you stop by and see Marissa. She will be at Stadium Bar and Grill in Fairless Hills from 7 to 9 p.m. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment. Sun is up. It's going to be a beautiful day. We'll be here. MMR rocks the orange and the black as we drop the puck on a new season. Flyers hockey. Tune in for select games right here all season long. This Saturday, the Flyers take on the Senators at 1 p.m. in Ottawa. We'll be rocking the rink with all the hits, all the goals, all season long. The tip behind the net, they score! Philadelphia Flyers hockey, part of everything that rocks on 93.3 WMMR. Drew Lynch joining us on the program later on this morning. But in the meantime, if it's okay with you guys, I noticed a couple of things. Yes, I think that's... It's time I share. Yeah, that hurt me when I sorry. Did. Sorry about that, Mister Announcer. Yeah, it's noticer. Yeah, Just notice things so you don't have to. All right, so is I, this the first thing have to do with the game last night? It does have to do with the game last night. So I noticed something last night, as did uh, Chris Moyer, who emailed me and says, "Anyone else notice the lady behind home plate holding a picture of a guy in a green shirt and a mohawk?" I need to know what that's all about. For ah, reference, she does it yeah. when Harper is at bat, definitely during his home run at bat. Um, I couldn't tell by the photo if the person in the photo was uh, male, female, other. I couldn't tell if that was a mohawk or a bun on their head or right, whatever. Right. But the woman kept holding the photo up several times throughout the game. And I wasn't sure if anybody had heard anything about what that was about. I thought maybe it was someone who had passed away and she was... That happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that. Huh. I don't really know. But it I, it was enough. I don't really look at, at the crowd very much. Okay. Sometimes I will if somebody stands out, oh. especially behind home plate. Really? Yeah. Oh, I can't help but focus on the crowd. Like, I'll watch the, I'll watch the hit and then for the rest of the... Every single replay that happens afterwards, I just stare at the crowd because I love well, the crowd reaction. On a replay, yeah, I might. Okay. And I also try to see if there's somebody I might know, right. you know, yeah. that happens to you know, me around I, Well, there. I always look at the crowd. That's why when they did that whole promotional thing for the movie Smile, yeah. mm-hmm. the horror movie, I was yeah. like, oh, oh what's right, that? Right, right. Yeah. Do you guys see anybody in the crowd with any sort of regularity? Because I see a friend of mine. Do you? Uh, I'm like, dude, how are you at every single one? His name's Jason Barnes. In yeah. fact, I'm wearing a shirt that uh, he designed. Jason Bourne? Barnes. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's a fat Jesus, right? So he, he makes these shirts that are like Philly 
fish yes. oriented and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, that's not, that's just like a little side hustle. That's not like, but every time I see him, he's always, um, on the third base side. So when there's a right handed batter, you will see him over the batter's left shoulder. He wears a fish donuts bucket hat. And I'm like, I'm like, there he is again. He's at every single game. So he's obviously got. Season tickets, right? Uh, you know what? I don't know if he has season I mean, tickets. Yeah, or, what are the odds he keeps getting the same seat? Yeah, I always zero in on the crowd. Look at people, yeah. you know, around, like, you know, when the batter's up or whatever. But last night they kept uh, showing a little kid. And I, I wasn't listening. I actually had the TV on mute for a little while. And I think it was Castellanos' son. Liam? Yes. I, was it, was, it was. Yeah, okay. it was. He so just was like, had his cute. mouth wide open. Yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> when he hit his second home run, they showed him. He's like, oh, my God, that's my dad. You know, it's, it's kind of got lost in the sauce because the uh, Harper's home runs were incredible. But uh, Castellanos yes. also had two home runs yeah. last night, which incredible. Yeah. And then, uh, so Preston, yeah, I saw this lady holding up the picture, and I, I don't know what it was either. The other thing I wanted to ask about, and I think I know what the answer is, but there were people along the roof, and you could see them when uh, Harper hit the home run because yeah. he hit it into the second deck. I think that it's uh, people in charge of the fireworks displays that happened before, oh. during, and after the game if somebody hits a home run. But I'm not 100% sure about that because you could see them all around the roof at the ballpark. Oh. I so so they literally up on the roof? Yes, yeah. Steve, if you want to come over, I'll show you. I just thought they were snipers, like, honest to God. No, I, I'm pretty sure they're not snipers. Just in case. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure that they oh, are yeah. in charge of the fireworks. I didn't know that. I didn't Either notice snipers or there. well, the fireworks. Yeah. Snipers or fireworks. The seventh inning shoot. Yeah. <laughs> We're not sure. Shoot. Me at the book. Well, listen, at, at high-profile games like the Super Bowl, they will they yeah. 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 Absolutely have that. They will have security and uh, people who might be there for someone who's, you know, planning on some kind of a horrible attack. You know? Maybe they fire fireworks at people. This is instead Actually, of... shoot them right, at right, the bottle rockets at people. A little wow. bit more benign. Um, yeah, that's... That's wild. Uh, yeah, I'm curious about the the photo, and I'm sure that um, the woman did it for a reason, and maybe that reason is to get people to talk about it. I don't know. But. I saw a couple of people going off, and Blaris is one of them, about that the people behind home plate were not enthusiastic or weren't as enthusiastic as they would like them to be. And I'm like, okay. Re- really? I Shut feel up, like sir. if you, yeah, but I feel like if you sit in those seats, you know you're going to be on TV right. the entire game. Like, you better be paying attention. Man, I didn't. Marissa and I went like two. Two seasons ago, a friend of mine had those Diamond Club seats, and, and we got to sit behind the home plate. I didn't know until the next day that there were people, you know, posting about it and like, is that Preston behind, you know? Oh, yeah, you yeah. I had no idea. I, I, I didn't think about it. Me. They tweeted a picture of you at me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was just happy to get the free Shake Shack burgers that they handed out at the seventh <laughs> inning stretch. So you had a happy face on. amazing. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. That's my happy face. Uh, there are several people who are texting in and saying that it was in honor of a woman uh, who had passed away. This, uh, so the picture that was being held up was a woman um, uh, that was her friend behind him played holding up the photo that she could be at the game last night. Oh, man. She's a friend of a friend of mine and uh, she messaged this person who's texting us messaged that person uh, and said that we're talking about him here on MMR. So that's they'll give us a call. Yeah, that's um, as you thought, Preston. Because a lot of times I remember a great story was uh, Chuck Chuck had the picture of his dad with him. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, when they won. When they won. I love hearing stories yeah. like that. Uh, I need to see a picture where, uh, of this. Uh, I need to see a still photo. Yeah, I didn't see it. I didn't see it, so yeah. I don't know what you guys are talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, she had she had a photo, and it looked like it might have been in like a plastic liner or something okay. like that, and was holding it up. Um, in in cert, you know when when they were getting ready to pitch, and uh, and I, I noticed it uh, every single time. Um, hang on here, we have uh, somebody online who might be able to uh, open up a little bit about this. I have Obi. Hi, Obi. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry to bother you at work. <laughs> nah. Sorry. What's up, Ob? So I, I saw on one of my Facebook pages that I'm a member of that that's one of the teachers who had passed away. 
from uh, my son's school, Tacony Academy Charter oh, School. Oh, man. Oh. And she was, I guess she was a big Phil's fan probably, right? I, I, I believe so. But okay. that, that's, that's what I had seen, yeah. Did she okay. have a name? I can't she probably had a name. I'm sure she had a name. But we will well, try I'm just to wondering because yeah. yesterday, Thank you, Obi. yesterday yeah. I got um, caught in a major funeral procession line here. Oh, oh! And so I mean, yeah, I we got, catch them all the time. I got to the intersection just as the hearse was going through, but it wasn't. A, it was a horse-drawn carriage. Oh, wow! With a with oh, yeah. a casket in the back, and then wow. and I'm sitting, and then the funeral procession was. Really, 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 really long, yeah. and they could only go as fast as the horses horse. going in the front. And then at the towards the tail end of the uh, of the funeral procession line, there was a like a billboard truck that had "Rest in Peace" and, wow. and this young lady's name I've never and a seen picture. That. Well, that's an elaborate funeral. We get that all the time because there's uh, over in uh, um, Mount Airy, mm-hmm. there is a cemetery right across. Um, Stenton yes, as you're heading and, and, and the big one. So what happens is, Kathy, going home one time, I got stuck behind and you, you just play along because someone's lost someone. I who's know. Sure. And and I was purposely said caught and not stuck, but I was... But when I went that. around, Case, at the front of it, the reason it was traveling so slow is because it was a horse-drawn yeah. uh, carriage with the coffin. Well, this one, Casey, was going down Belmont because I got stuck uh, in it. Uh, I was behind it as well on the way back down to the Schuylkill and the horse-drawn carriage that they, there was a giant um, horse trailer right in the middle of Belmont and the funeral procession was so long that there were, I don't know, 10 or 11 11 cars parked on the side of the road on Belmont, not even in the cemetery, mm-hmm. just on the side of the road heading uh, down to the school. Have you ever accidentally ended up in yes. a funeral yeah. procession? Yes. Like, well, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not supposed to be in <laughs> no. this. And then I, I'll they, just turn my flashes on. What the hell? Yeah. I, I actually went. Here. I went to the funeral and I hung out. And, oh, yeah, and then okay. went, yeah. We went back for some food to the person's house afterwards. Oh, it was it was nice. delicious. Yeah. All right. Uh, so great gnocchi. <laughs> I want people hanging off of my casket and I want a horse drawn carriage. A horse drawn okay. carriage. What a horse dies, what happens? Mm. People go to the people drag it. It's funny because I was sitting there, Steve, trying not to get but like annoyed. Right. Do you know what I mean? And I'm sitting there, I'm like, this is this somebody a pastor. There's a whole bunch of grieving people here. Like, don't be so selfish. But at the same time, I was headed to lunch and I was so hungry that I was like hangry. And then I don't I, think there's a problem with driving up to the front limo and right. saying, Can you speed it up? I'm very peckish. <laughs> but what I was saying to Chuck though, because Chuck was in the car with me and we were having this discussion. If I were in the funeral procession and I got to a point because there were there were times, there were moments where the traffic was completely stopped in the intersection. Yes. And we're just sitting there. Nobody's moving. If I were in the funeral procession, I would like wave cars through because there was, you know, as supposed to. So I've seen it happen where at particular interest. Now, mind you, the thing is, is and and that's how we don't know where we get stuck sometimes in these processions. But I've seen, I guess it's the the funeral home that holds sway over how that's executed because I've seen them literally uh, funeral uh, parlor or whatever employees get out at intersections ahead of the, the, the group and hold traffic and wave people through. Not me. I'm the opposite, Casey. I'm like, I'm in a funeral, Jack. Yeah. yeah. You're waiting. <laughs> yeah. You know what, though? What would stop us? If you if you put your headlights on, because mm-hmm. you can get those um, those magnetic, yeah, different. They they sell them to funeral parlors. Sure, put them on the side of the vehicle. It says funeral, yeah. Just drive around all the time with that on. 
sorry. It's like the yeah. magnetic yeah. Uh, light. Yeah, just be crying all the time. <laughs> Why'd you pull me over? I was like, all right, oh, so, uh, yeah, it seems like it, it may have been um, uh, someone uh, holding up a friend of uh, somebody who passed I away. I think here's, here's the text. Lovely. There's the woman in the picture behind Bryce Harper's home run passed away suddenly at the age of 35. Oh, my God. Last week. Oh, man. Her brother is an MLB umpire, it says, and she was supposed to be at that game yesterday. Oh. So, yeah. I do. Uh, yes. That, that's a wonderful thing to do. Yes. Okay. All right. I did notice things other than that. Noticing for the noticer. Absolutely. I noticed that Fat Bear Week has uh, crowned a champion this oh. year. Oh. And was it an upset, I heard? Oh, I don't know. I believe um, it was an upset. Well, it was number 128 Grazer. Uh, is the Queen of Fat Bear Week, a week, which is, of course, the annual contest held by uh, Katmai National Park in Alaska. Apparently, the money was on another bear, and uh, this bear came from behind. Grazer defeated 32 Chunk in the finals to seize her first title as champion. So, But it was an upset in that what? The money was on the other bear. That people Chunk. were voting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's a voted contest. Yeah. I mean, right? Yeah, people vote on this. Over 1.3 million votes were cast in this year's Fat Bear Week. Uh, Grazer is the third female bear to win the top prize and has a reputation for confronting even the top Bruins in order pr- to protect her cubs. If you won't be a bear, bear is a <laughs> And uh, secure her next meal. What is that from? That's Cannonball Run. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think it might be the dude and I think it's Terry Bradshaw is the uh, the passenger in the... Uh, is it Joe? It's not Joe Klecko, is it? N- oh, it, it could, well, there's another one. Maybe it's the Joe Klecko one. Yeah, because they're in a pickup truck. Might be, yeah. Okay. But I know what you're talking about. So, so yeah, well, obviously they say one of the most dangerous things a hiker can encounter is a mother bear yes. protecting her cubs. Uh, media ranger Naomi Boak said she is a gusty bear and I think that her story won out and I think girl power won out, she said. Of course, fat bear brings weirdness to brown bears and their need to fatten up in uh, preparation for a long sleepy winter hibernating brown activities are like eating hikers uh <laughs> hibernating brown bears can lose up to one third of their weight while they're hibernating that, if you go to sleep and you lose a third of your weight yeah watch out ozempic yeah and by the way i remember reading not that long ago that that hibernation is not quite what we think it is no. where they'd sleep the entire time no they do get up and move around a little bit yeah they, they, they go get up take a pee yeah well they would have <laughs> to i would think so yeah, like you, you're you. I always thought as a kid, like that's it. They they just sleep for right. months and they just stay there. They set and the dead. alarm for three months. Yeah, and they uh, don't move. Do they always find some sort of underground place, or do some of them? Some will rent Ramadas. Okay. No, no, I, I primarily that's what they do. They look for some sort of. A lot of times, Preston, I understand that in in um, uh, you know, in, in where rural houses exist. They'll go under the check sure. yep. of yep. a house and hibernate, but they're looking for some sort of protective enclosure because there's they only are so many places you can find. That's that why are, real that estate like in the cave. bear world yeah. is, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a premium. <laughs> Let me show you this. It yeah. is a lovely little cave, and <laughs> right near a stream with spawning salmon. And I know I couldn't help but notice you have cubs. Great schools in the area. Do they hibernate together, or are they just they're all separate? Uh, I don't know enough about it. I wish I, I knew. I, you know what? I don't think there's a hibernation that takes... Bears are almost always solitary. 
Like well, the, male bears are male bears, female. Yeah. The, uh, fe- the cows are not, so they have the cubs in the den with them, and sometimes the, the cubs will last uh, one or two seasons. Male bears will um, occasionally eat. Cubs. Yeah, if they're hungry. Oh, yeah. re- what? Wow. Yeah. Their own cubs? Uh, it depends. They don't even know if it's theirs or yeah. not. Wow, brutal. Now I pull out. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude. I wasn't no, I'd worry about your own kids for that. Uh, that. Uh, I'm not going to eat my own kids. I always uh, pull out. Planning ahead. Boy, I wonder if bears have big penises. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Let's bend over and I'll show you. <laughs> Radio yes. man. <laughs> Getting aggressive. <laughs> I'm going to show you guys a picture. Show you get, my bare ass. When we get off the air, I have a picture to show you. Really? Okay. Um, yes, it, it's a, an animal. It's not, okay. No, 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 it's not a person. Um, <laughs> wait, what was I going to Oh, I should know this information about the bears because uh, I had to, uh, my boyfriend at the time in college told me to take this class, Humans in the Environment. It's so easy. It's an easy A. It was one of the freaking hardest classes and I had <laughs> oh, to do man. a project on, on That's why he's an ex-boyfriend. Well, I had to do a project on a bear. I had to write a, a whole <laughs> essay, had to give a presentation on bears. I was like, this is the most ridiculous thing ever. Stupid and of course, I don't, I don't remember anything. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nick pulled up a size comparison of penis bone of different bear species. They got a bone, huh? And I guess so. Um, and I don't really, uh, apparently they're pretty large. Yeah. So, or you imagine. Never seen a bear penis, so I do not know. Now, the average size for a, a Kodiak, Steve, which is obviously one of the biggest or the biggest, is only 6.7 inches. So oh, that's huge what? size. Yeah, pound for pound. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, these photos make it look uh, a lot bigger. Yeah. Okay. I guess you take them at the right angle. Absolutely, yeah. man. I, I, I literally had, that console. I literally had it because I went to Reddit uh, to look this one up, and I had to click on "Are you eighteen or over?" to look at bear <laughs> oh penises. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, well, anyhow, uh, the winner of Bear Week is one twenty eight Grazer. That's the name, and uh, she, she should be a little bit more creative with the names. She is the queen. All right, uh, noticing other things. I noticed a story out of uh, Europe. Uh, Germany in more particular, but apparently they are banning glitter. Oh, good. I'm yeah. with them. The The European Union is plan- banning loose glitter and microbeads, and some German residents are heading to craft stores to stock up on the stuff. And the reason for this is what? Uh, Besides the annoying thing of opening up a card and having glitter fall out on the floor. The European Commission hopes the change will keep 500,000 metric tons of microplastics out of the environment. Because of the material. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, glitter is a nightmare. It's horrible. It's it, getting rid of what it. What are strippers going to do? It's just the absolute worst. Uh, reality TV star Sam Dillon said that he spent $200 on 82 packs of glitter. He said, I heard about the ban during a TV recording in which we were using glitter and said, I'm truly shocked by it. In my world, everything has to glitter. <laughs> uh, but you're right, dude. Like cards. If you get a card that has glitter on it, it's going to be all over your pants just from oh, opening it up. You know where they, in Germany they should still make it legal if you're going to set up a glitter bomb booby trap in your car. Man, when we went to the Radio Hall of Fame ceremonies, uh, my mom wore this glitter dress. Yeah. Gold glitter dress. My tuxedo had it all uh. over. This is, I, I own my own tuxedo. Right, yeah. And it's just glitter all over it. And you just can't Aww. get it 
out of there. You have to get it professionally clean. Yeah, deglittered. In order to get that stuff out of there. Oh, deal with the glitter, guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm surprised you're a fan of glitter because it makes such a mess. And you hate messes. But, you know, well, here, activities and arts and crafts. I know. I do. You've um, got to be conflicted. I, I feel like it's the type of glitter, too. There can be, um, like, I'm just Overly thinking, fine glitter, is, well, right? Yeah, right, right, right. Or but, even... But there, there's larger glitter that I, is probably what you like to work with. Well, I'm just, like, like I'm thinking of decorations and things like that. And yeah. if you buy cheaper stuff, yeah, the glitter is going to be everywhere. I don't know what they use and why something a little more expensive... German glitter. Something that's a little bit better quality doesn't... But, listen, anything glitter, yes. It's going to get somewhere, but I feel like those cheaper items, It's then that's what's everywhere. Yeah. Glitter or confetti, which is worse? Glitter. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and you Didn't can't take do a like second a, to answer that. A, like a do-it-yourself, uh, do like a project at home with glitter, that, that's what, you that's know what? should be banned. You can leaf blow <laughs> confetti away, but glitter tends to yeah. attach. Yeah. It stays everywhere. Yeah. Kathy, uh, did uh, Jace ever go through a Play-Doh phase? Yeah. <laughs> You know what? My son, he was not into like anything messy. He hated. I made him okay. do yeah, finger were, paints one time where I could get he's his, your kid I, where I could get his handprints, and he cried the entire time. I had to uh-huh. wash his hands right after we got the the handprint. Yeah. So Nick, he no was Play-Doh. he was not really. I mean, yes, of course he did, but he wasn't really super into it. Because that crap gets everywhere too. Or the slime. Everybody loves the yeah. the slime. Did he? People were no, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We made it like one time, and he was like, "Yeah, it's all right." His first job needs to be as like a dishwasher. <laughs> Or, or something right, yeah, like yeah. that, where he just gets his hands in and done disgusting oh, pre-eaten oh, yeah. food, and or does the uh, the uh, insemination on ha- horses? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number of people are reminding us that glitter is the herpes of the craft world. Yes, it, yeah. uh, it yeah, never yeah, ends. Yeah. It never, ever, ever goes away. All right, uh, other things that I noticed. This was a weird little stat. Uh, a survey. This could have gone to the Just Saying Institute, but I but I noticed it instead. He noticed something from the Just Saying Institute. A survey of two, cool. 2,000 Americans who wear glasses or use contacts found that almost one quarter miss out on water sports activities when they oh. travel. You mean like peeing on each other? No, not that oh, kind of water oh, sports. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Like, you know, water, water skiing and oh, wow. <laughs> scuba diving. I totally misread that. Um, how, your prescription, how, how so how bad are your eyes or what level is it? Um, so I, I have progressives, which means I need help both close and far away. Um, and it can be like it's getting worse. Like yesterday, is I it? sat down at my laptop to do some work and like my eyes were they were burning, actually, and a little watery and everything was blurry. So I don't know. It's it's to the point where I can get by without the glasses. Right. I can get by. I just have to adjust by moving things closer or further away. Um, and uh, so I can't I'm, see without his glasses. <laughs> uh, I'm not glasses are. fully dependent glasses. on them, but I, I need them more and more. So my, I use progressive. The only reason I got the glasses was because I have small little buttons in front of me, and I want to be able to. My, I'm far sighted, mm-hmm. so switching back and forth to me is a little problematic. So just a little bit of help, um, and like regular the regular crappy readers I'll get from Amazon, right, are almost exactly my prescription. So when sometimes I'll forget glasses, and you'll say, hey, "I've got these readers yeah. that you want." I can't use them because I'm looking at things close up here. But I'm looking at stuff written yep. up there, yep. over there on these monitors. That's why I got these. So yep. I have to have progressive so Same I can't thing. use readers. Yeah. 
Well, I can't see anything. And I have forever said, I think that I would have been a better diver um, had I been able to see. Because I used to take my contacts out to to dive because you're in the water. I wear them now. Did you ever jump off the wrong side of the diving board? (laughs) No, but I mean, you spot things. And I wasn't always a a big spotter because I couldn't see what they were telling me to spot. Meaning what? Like when you're doing flips and stuff like that, you you would spot something on on like a back wall or, you know, whatever. For reference. Yeah, for reference. And I never really spotted because I couldn't see. It was sort of just like for, but I think that I could have advanced more than I did had I been able to see. 13% of people who wear glasses or contacts miss out on physical activities and going to the pool. 36% of respondents worry about breaking or losing their glasses while they travel. I, I travel with like double the amount of contacts I need, a pair of glasses just in case. It looks I, like confetti. I have everything. 22% uh, said that this nightmare has come true before. Have you seen the, uh, they just had it in the news a couple of days ago, which is the new football helmet for a deaf players that has a basically a HUD heads up display inside the helmet. Oh, okay, wow. So that they can read, um, you know, what's coming across as far as the call. Mm. No. Oh, so they can it 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 picks up audio and and, and writes it out for right. them. So wow. is right. No, it's I haven't pretty seen cool. that. Wow. Uh, one in three said that they would last less than a day in another country without their glasses or contacts. Oh, I, yeah. It would ruin <laughs> it would ruin a vacation. Really? Oh my God! Absolutely. For me, yeah. I mean, I can't function throughout the day. I can't see anything. What about what about besides reading? Well, no, for reading, just seeing. Like I, I'm just not. Seeing. Okay. I could, I could actually read, so I could put something close enough to my face to be able to read. Okay, I just can't see far away, so I so, can't. So, you, if you look out the window now, it, like the detail of leaves and and the the building across the street, it all blurry. Well, no, I have my contacts in. Right, I, but I wear contacts every single. Without, I wouldn't be, even be able to see Nick. Wow. Oh, that's right. We did the thing where you We're, walked in and couldn't identify. Yeah. Yeah. I went somewhere once, Preston, and I I did forget contacts. And I was like, what am I going to do? Someone's going to need to come pick me up. Like, I I don't know what I'm going to do. I found an old pair of glasses Mm. in my car and I did use that. It was not the um, correct prescription. It was a little, you know, lessened. But it helped enough. But it it helped enough that I could at least get home. But I mean, it was, had it been a vacation, Mm. uh, it absolutely would have, it would have ruined it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I make sure I have them and I carry them on me. I don't put them in a suitcase (laughs) in case the suitcase gets lost. Like, I make sure that I'm set. I actually get a little depressed about it because I had great vision my entire life. Like at one point it was actually better than 2020 and now it's, you know, just slowly decaying and Steve, I'm kind of like you, like if I take my glasses off, I can see, you know, details in the leaves, yeah. and, you know, the buildings across the street or whatever, but I cannot read the screen in front of me anymore and it like it's, it makes me sad because I used to be able to read every damn thing and now I can't. So I can see it and I can make it out, but it, it becomes difficult shifting back and forth. I can you know? see it, but I can't make it out okay. at all. We're watching a scene from, uh, uh, adventures in babysitting with a girl Penelope Ann Miller picks up what she thinks is a cat it's a giant sewer rat because she didn't have her glasses on oh I love that scene <laughs> alright um, one more thing I'll notice and then we'll move on because we have crumb bum cash coming up so I don't know if you guys saw this or not but I noticed it uh, a camouflage shortage in the Marine Corps is going to lead to service members wearing less regulated uniforms in the near future. They're out of camo. How the hell does that happen? <laughs> in an Instagram video, Command- uh, Commandant General Eric Smith addressed service members' concerns over an inability to find and purchase woodland pattern camis in an ongoing manufacturing shortage. He announced that as the problem continues, local members
members will be allowed to wear alternate uniforms contrary to Marine standards. Like uh, uh, casual Fridays? He's, maybe something like that. Guns yeah. Hawaiian shirt yeah. Fridays. Casual invasion. <laughs> uh, that problem is going to stay with us, he said, until the fall of 2024 when the manufacturer can fill the backlog that has been uh, created after COVID. Until that time, local commanders, battalions, and squadrons are authorized to use frog gear, which is flame-resistant organizational gear, or desert-colored camis. We can to, only attack deserts. To mitigate. Uh, despite this announcement, desert camis appear to be out of stock on the My Navy Exchange, the retail chain operated by the United States Navy. Uh, the website reported that desert camis will also be back in stock by fall of 2024. Uh, the shortage was... So first, like the wind, old one. Uh, was uh, first reported in summer of 2022. So That is wild. You would think that would be, I mean, kind of an essential thing to have. I only like the old style camo. Yeah. You know, the throwback camo. I used to go to the Army Surplus. Yeah. And get my uh, camo stuff. It was mm. cool. I'm not I'm not big on the kind of pixelated, nah. squared off ones. They don't look. Give me some as... World War II camo. Yeah, there you go. When wars meant something. With, they don't look quite as cool, but I guess they, they work just fine for what they're intended for, which is to have you blend in. Uh, to you sat listening to us complaining about the kids and their, their camo. Yeah. Call that camo? Yeah. <laughs> Will you call that camo? <laughs> My day, they had real camo. Real camo. Yeah. Standing in the woods, you wouldn't even notice me. All right. Um, all right. That's the last little thing I'm going to mention for the noticer this morning. No, because he's going back into his cave. Yes, it's hibernation time. So we've got to actually, it's time to get to Crumb Bum Cash. So uh, we will break. We will come back with your first shot of winning $1,000. We'll get to the Bizarre File. And we got some information about an event coming up that I think you will want to hear about. Stay with us. We'll be right back. It's a scientific fact. People like free shit. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's do this thing right now. 93.3 WMMR, Philadelphia. You're a real crumb bum. It's time for a crumb bum cash keyword. 
word. All right, this word is apropos. Well, that's not the word. The word is thousand. All right, ah. it's apropos because you can win a thousand dollars. All right, thousand. T h o u s a n d. All right, again, that's t h o u s a n d. Thousand. And you have until fifteen minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways for you to do this. Through WMMR.com or via the MMR app, or you can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. One random entry, $1,000 in our company-wide contest, and each winner gets a call from Beasley, so make sure you do indeed answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com, and it is all sponsored by Horizon Services. So again, the Crumb Bum cash keyword is 1,000. Enter it now. Now. WMMR. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you by J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. Got junk, want it gone? Then you want J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. Veteran and military, family owned and operated. You can visit J-Dog Junk Removal, RDSC.com. That's J-Dog Junk Removal, RDSC.com. We'll start with a man, a Florida man, if you will. There you go. Dora, Florida. Shot down a Lake County Sheriff's Office drone with a rifle as it was investigating a burglary at a nearby business. There you go. According to the Miami Herald, the drone, valued at nearly $30,000, wow. crashed into a building after being hit. The man, Wendell Doyle Goney, uh, claimed... <laughs> Wendell Doyle Goney? That's him. <laughs> or it's Goney, I'm not sure. Uh, claimed that the drone was harassing him. Freaking drone? When uh, confronted by deputies, it was discovered that uh, Goney, who had 29 prior felony convictions in Florida, was not allowed to own any firearms, including the 22 caliber rifle that he used. Uh, Goniest same drone since pleaded guilty to possessing a firearm as a convicted felon and faces a potential prison sentence of up to 10 years. So, listen, if a drone is going to hover over anyone, a guy with 29 priors is probably a good idea. Probably. Uh, federal law prohibits convicted felons from possessing both firearms and you know what? ammunition. Look at his mugshot, though. He's a delightful button nose. Just delightful. <laughs> 10 uh, Hardee's fast food restaurant employees in Michigan City, Indiana, uh, have been charged with involvement in an unusual scheme, and that is stealing Hardy's customers' data to bail out inmates from jail. So you go in and get a burger, and you're helping bail someone out of jail? Yeah, the suspect faces 20 felony charges, including fraud and criminal organization activity. Uh, the sheriff's office noted suspicious amounts of money were being placed in uh, inmate accounts. That'll officials, be $5,000, please. Officials say the accused employees were taking photos of customers' bank and credit cards and using that information to help inmates make bail. After making bail, released inmates would have the balance on their accounts transferred to a debit card and they could use that to withdraw cash. $14,700 was charged fraudulently, fraudulently, according to police, when, uh, while nine suspects have been arrested, authorities are still looking for one more. On your hungriest day, do you think you could wrap up, rack up a uh, $14,000 tab? Maybe, depending on where I'm eating, possibly, you never know. Shake Shack. All right, um, this is a crazy story. I'm going to have to edit this heavily. All okay? right. All right. It's so. already good. Uh-huh. Prosecutors concluded that a manslaughter case was not suitable to be pursued against a defendant charged with beating to death another man during a drug-fueled bondage session in a garage apartment littered with sex toys in what the victim was found bound in which the victim was found bound and gagged wearing a black leather mask and other fetish garb. While the arrest of Bryant DeMello was announced earlier this year by Florida 
investigators. A subsequent decision has been to abandon the case. Um, the graphic arrest affidavit charging DeMello with the September 2022 killing of Todd Reed is very intense. So defending his pummeling of Reed, DeMello, remember, they've dropped this case against him. Okay, oh, Did someone forget their safe word? Um, quite possibly. So DeMello was adamant that he acted in self-defense, claiming that he was fearful of being severely injured when Reed clamped down on his <laughs> and would not relax his jaw. Oh, uh, oh, well, apparently uh, yeah. he was saying, stop biting, open your mouth. DeMello said he told cops that he could not identify the trigger that caused Todd to bite down on him, though he speculated that this could have been influenced or caused by the methamphetamine that Todd had consumed up his hiney just <laughs> prior to the in- oh. incident. So did, could that have induced a kind of lockjaw? I don't know. I don't know if it was lockjaw or if he or was, meth jaw? Uh, asked if Reed made any unusual noises prior to the incident. Yeah, a lot like this. No, DeMello replied that Reed was making the appropriate noises for oh. doing that to me. Okay. <laughs> I gotcha. Uh, the court affidavit describes DeMello as a veteran who retired from the military with PTSD. Despite that diagnosis, DeMello says that he feels he has a healthy mindset. Uh, Reed, a Canadian who split his time in Florida, was found dead after a garb- uh, atop a garbage bag-covered ottoman inside the residence. The masked Reed was in a bondage harness, leather collar, and wrist restraints. Blood dripped under the carpet below. Wow. And a large sex toy was resting nearby. A search of Reed's iPhone revealed text messages uh, to which Mello agreed to sexual favors in return for money. So this is all set up ahead of time. Okay, so there was, it was, there was consent on both sides, obviously. The phone, which had been positioned to record the pair's encounter, contained videos and images showing Reed uh, with a bone-shaped gag in his mouth while DeMello wore a dog mask, a silver chain, and a bone pendant. So, okay, so it was a dog theme. The phone included a text message from DeMello to Reed that was sent a few hours after DeMello left the victim bloodied and unconscious in the apartment. Uh, DeMello told uh, police that he met Reed through an internet site for sexual deviance and arrived at the victim's apartment with methamphetamine. Uh, the duo's four-hour sexcapade, DeMello said, was sweet, adding that they attempted to live stream the encounter but encountered difficulties. It was the whole biting down thing. That just ruined it. And I guess he was, and they, he was and beating the guy to get him to stop doing that. And, and they dropped the charges. They dropped the charges. Because they could see the They could see that this <laughs> wow. probably what happened. Wow. So pretty wild, right? Uh, that is, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's one for the books. That it is. All right. And then we will do, we need a, another story to Something wrap to up Something to cleanse with. the, uh, the uh, lockjaw palate. Uh, all right. How about this? This is a follow-up to a story we had the other day. Uh, New Hampshire, the New Hampshire man that was arrested for allegedly using a uh, small propeller airplane to stalk a woman in New York Yes, uh, from the air for four years. Uh, it comes uh, to light that he had been pelting her home with tomatoes from above. <laughs> so he's flying over her house and throwing tomatoes <laughs> out of his small engine aircraft. <laughs> Michael Arnold was charged with aggravated stalking after terrorizing I hate you! Cassie Woolens. You're a tomato whore! From the sky since 2019 and fly his single-engine Cessna 180 out to allegedly stalk the victim's New York home. Here he comes. 
Uh, Willis, who lives in Schenectady, uh, said of the ordeal, he is terrorizing us. He flies so close to the house that it feels like he's going to go through it. It's a nightmare, and it just doesn't stop. She accused him of waking up her family at 7 a.m. three times a week. Would he actually throw them or drop them bombardier style? I don't know. I don't know if it makes much of a difference. So with the sound of the aircraft over her house, her roof, her windows, doors would rattle from the flybys. He was dropping tomatoes onto the roof. Uh, He appeared uh, in court and pleaded not guilty. He previously posted his $5,000 bond and was ordered to not go within 300 feet of the plane. I wonder if he's of a mind that this would get her back or get get him to like him. An FBI agent in Albany reported that Arnold was keeping his plane at the Bennington Airport and he was served with a temporary restraining order in the summer. But she, he, he did another flyby, and she called the FBI yeah, and course. the FAA, and they found out it was him, and now he's uh, facing even more charges. But that was a follow-up. I, I called the Department of Agriculture. I didn't know the whole thing about the tomatoes, but apparently that was... <laughs> That's the best part. That was his thing. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the Bizarre File for you, and I have more good stories coming up a little bit later on. But we have an event to talk about. It is this weekend. It's the annual event that's been going on for a gazillion years Forever. now. And uh, it is one of the coolest things that's done in the city. It's going to be on Sunday at Aiken's Oval. And it's the AIDS Walk Philly, of course. And we would like to welcome two people who have been coming by this studio for years. We have now the mountain man, Rob Riker. <laughs> yeah. And Carrie Filer Bender. Yeah. Hi, guys. Morning. Hi. Rob's uh, grown his beard out a bit. His hair's yes. gotten a little bit longer, and I think he's looking pretty rusty yeah. these days. Looking a little Grizzly Adams-ish. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's working for you. Change. It works for you, yeah. Yeah. Rob. I like it. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Carrie, how are you? I'm awesome. Always great to see you guys. This is my 20th AIDS walk. I've been oh, y'all. 20 years. For 20, 20 years? Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's, that's insane. Yeah. Man, and, and total years now for, I, I ask you guys this every year, but I lose track. It's over like 35 years. It's just 37. 37 years now for the yeah. AIDS walk. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> uh, and in the same location every time, has it ever changed? Has it always been we AIDS Oval? We are always the third Sunday of October on Eakins Oval. That's awesome. Excellent. Um, so, obviously, it's it's a big event, and it's uh, one that you should probably get registered for. I know that there's some walk-ups if you want to do that, but uh, probably best to register ahead of time. Absolutely. People can go to our website, AIDSWalkPhilly.org, to register. It creates an online uh, fundraising page. Of course, it is a fundraising event. Um, we're raising funds for our emergency grant program for people living with HIV here in our community. Okay. Excellent. And uh, how many walkers usually come out from um, that? We're expecting a few thousand walkers to be out this year. Um, it's a fun time. It's a good time. Yeah, then that's yep. the, it's, it's, it's one of those things to do it right. You got to give the participants something that's fun, a great experience. Yep. And yeah. uh, it, will one Pierre Robert be in attendance? He will be there. He yes. He's there every year. And it's uh, bright and early. <laughs> yeah, he's done all 37. It's crazy. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. I'm, yeah. And how many times has he slept in his car to make sure he got there? <laughs> Just, Just one. Just one. Just one time. Just Once that we know of. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's definitely it. Um, and uh, Rob, actually, Carrie had said mentioned something to me off air about the fact that you have you have a story about uh, money being donated uh, from the event. Yeah, so we um, we have an emergency grant program for people living with HIV, and because all the dollars we have are private dollars, they're raised privately. We have a lot of flexibility, and we got a grant request for uh, for a young man who came to this country to escape abuse. Um, he was abused as a teenager and contracted HIV. Came to this country at eighteen and uh, applied for asylum. 
and unfortunately, he wasn't going to be able to speak directly to the judge. Um, he needed an interpreter and didn't have the funds for that. Mm. Um, and so we did a $225 grant to cover the interpreter. And about two weeks after his 19th birthday, the judge granted him asylum because it just would have been too dangerous for him to go back to wow. his country. Because so from, from, from the, the, the smaller story like that to larger stories about uh, all, all, all the different aspects. And, and what you guys do has been kind of used as a model for other organizations about getting uh, money. out. I, I remember, geez, you know, MANA started years ago with a, with a more narrow focus and now provides foods for, you know, across the boards for anybody who's yep. cancer. And it, it's an amazing thing. But again, it's, it's the... Um, the mission combined with the feel-good, fun time that I think has made this a success yeah. for so many years. Yeah, and we, you know, we uh, start our day always kind of remembering, honoring those we've lost to the epidemic. So the early morning, uh, we do a reading of names, and we have 25 blocks of the AIDS Memorial Quilt because we want to remember and honor those we've lost. Yeah. Uh, but then we have our opening ceremonies, and then we go out and raise money on the uh, Kelly Drive. <laughs> you still do the stretching and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. We yeah. do an aerobic warm-up before we get started, um, and then go out, raise some money, and then come back, and we celebrate the strides we've made in the epidemic because we have made a lot of progress. Yep. Since I wanted to ask about that. Where where are things standing now with it? Sure. So we can we have... Treatments that can help people live a long and healthy life with HIV. You know, our goal at AIDS Fund is to keep a financial crisis from becoming a health crisis. So we know we have the treatments. However, you need to have a roof over your head. It's mm. hard to maintain your health if you don't have a roof over your head. Are they expensive, head. the treatments in general? Or um, are the prices well, come down? The, the treatments are expensive, yeah. but... You know, everybody does have access. It just is a matter of trying to get that access. Because I see the commercials for, right. for yeah, yes. yeah. Um, what I which think is, is interesting is the evolution in how people receive treatment yeah. and also how they can receive PrEP, which is a prevention. Right. If right. you're in a. I see those commercials group. all the time. Yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, it used to be daily medications, I mean, HIV medications several times a day. Now you can get an injection mm. once a month, once every two months. Mm. You go live your life. You don't have to remember it every day. It is how can you make your life easier and stay healthy because as Rob likes to say, if your loads are undetectable, you won't pass the virus to somebody else. Right. Right. So you can get an injection once a month, once every two months, depending on which thing and for the rest of the 29 days of the month, forget about it. Mm. Is the uh, the AIDS fund, is it uh, somewhere where, where people don't know, you know, if they have like insurance problems and things like that, then can they reach out to you guys to Absolutely. steer in you the know, right direction? Will, uh, direct people to the, whatever resources, um, you know, we, we need, we can direct them to where they can get those resources. And so we're happy to do that. Um so, you know, we people can reach out to us through our website, AIDSFundPhilly.org, or uh, call our office, 215-731-WALK. Um, and we're happy to, you know, while our program is emergency financial assistance, we are connected with a lot of agencies um, to do our work. And so we can, you know, get people to where they need to be. Right, right. Excellent. And then the actual walk starts... 
What time? Walk starts at 8.30 in the morning. That's why Pierre um, sleeps in his car. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, as I said, we come back, and when the walk's over with, we come back and we have some fun activities. Um, the Dukes of Destiny, you know, Dukes. one of the premier Philadelphia blues <laughs> bands will be out there uh, again this year. Yeah. Um, and just to have a good time, um, you know, celebrating the funds we've raised and, again, the strides we've made in both the treatment and prevention. It's of become a tradition for, yeah. for, yeah. For, for, for so many people, so it's cool. Cool. And kudos to you guys. Do you guys have a little post party afterwards, or are you too damn tired? <laughs> <laughs> little trip to Shake Shack. We go back to the office and eat pepperoni pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. All right, well, we will post all the information as we always do. Uh, it's AIDSWalkPhilly.org to get the information. But this Sunday, uh, the weather's looking, it says morning showers, but we'll see. It might just be sprinkles. The high's going to be about 60. So a little bit on, it's always on the nice cool side, nice seasonable uh, weather. But uh, it's a rain or shine event, right? Absolutely. Rain or shine. And yeah. you know, somebody raises $500, they get a sweatshirt. So there, there you go. go. All right. And I noticed yeah. actually, raise it quickly yeah. and you'll be warmer. Yeah. There's yeah. a yeah. Platinum <laughs> Club premium jacket if you raise Ooh. it. Yes. Rob's wearing it. Is that what you're wearing? We do. I thought that was a NASCAR it's jacket. Very, wow. very, as my board president said, it's a very European look this year. Mm. I like it. I like it. <laughs> you look like a European mountain man. Yeah. All right. So year number 37, uh, you can get signed up and be a part of this event. And uh, like they're saying, you know, uh, Pierre obviously is going to be there. Never miss it. 37 yep. years. It's a, it's, a, it's a Philadelphia institution. So uh, we love that you guys continue doing this and the success is still happening so congratulations and thank, thank you so much long time supporters yeah. everyone at MMR we love you guys thank we you. love you we love you guys thank you Carrie Filer yes. yes. and the walk is taking place on Sunday we are going to take a break and I've been told that Drew Lynch is here hey. we'll be in our studio when we get back so we will come back with him and a few other things stay put we'll return shortly Acme Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, November 13th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. Your donations are needed to make this year's Camp Out a success and help families struggling with food insecurity. You can make a difference right now. Visit your local Acme throughout October and November and make a donation at the register when you check out. Acme will ensure your generous gift goes to local hunger organizations like Philip to provide a lifeline for area families in need. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Camp Out for Hunger from Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Our next guest is going to be performing at the Keswick Theater tonight. I hear it's almost sold out. Yeah, get your tickets now. He is in our studio, and by the looks, you would never Yes, that he was born and raised in India. <laughs> Thanks, oh, I'm, man. Oh, I'm sorry, Indiana. Yes. Uh, okay. Drew Lynch is yeah. here. Hey. This Thanks, morning, man. Casey asked where he was from, and he said Indy, and Casey heard India. <laughs> so diverse. Here, so, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, radio stations. Uh, you can't make assumptions these days. No, right? You really can't. Everyone you really can't. around. It didn't getting... help that I bowed. I'm really sorry about that, Casey. <laughs> uh, welcome to town. You got in late last night. Night or I sure early did this morning or whatever. Who cares? Yeah, um, yeah I've been here uh, for just a few hours, and uh, I'm. I think it's. I think I've had enough. Yeah, um, you done? This was great. It was. It was six miles of forty minute drive in the oh, city. Yes, and it's not just, like India. Yeah, it's, not, it's nothing like India. We don't have roads. Um, so yeah, it's beautiful. I love the setup you guys have here. I appreciate the little canister of. 
Tai Chi and there's a Trojan condom <laughs> in the same. Wait, is there really a there, condom in there? Yeah, there is. Yeah. I think. I've, there I don't, is. I yeah. think that's what it is. And Steve got me a, a can of Yoohoo a couple of weeks ago. Yes, yes, uh, Yoohoo. Nick, Nick despises Yoohoo. Yeah, so, yeah. It's, a, it's a very confusing corner here in the studio. <laughs> I don't know if they have a camera on it, but it's a nightmare to stare at while you're a guest. <laughs> Many have said that that corner kind of looks like a, like a garage sale. That's uh, exactly that, yeah, yeah, what it is. Yeah, that there's all sorts of, we should put a VCR and an old painting. <laughs> yeah, it's a nightmare. Marissa's going to come in and go, I told you. She hates that corner. <laughs> Does she? Yes. What? The, like the tease and stuff like that? That was my idea. No, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it's the condoms. It's the yeah. condoms. Yeah. Condoms. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, well, well it, it, I love this, uh, your, your Shirt King tour. Thank you. I have heard this phrase pop up a lot recently. I was unfamiliar with the term short king, and I've seen a lot of statuesque models on Instagram and or on social media Mm -hmm. post about their adoration for short kings. Happy to hear you're on social, Steve. (laughs) Yes. Can you explain uh, the the short king mythos? Sure. Yeah, this is is like when you talk to your your great-granddad, and you're like, listen, (laughs) let me tell you how the Facebooks go. Um, Yeah, so sure, a short king is so, like, uh, when a woman is taller when the when a woman's taller than the guy she's with that's what that's what a short king okay is. but they, they when i see them they're like they want like they're looking for their short king it's kind of like it's in right now yeah it's yeah. totally in yeah it, it's it's trendy right now which yeah. i love i love being objectified in any in any way <laughs> um so yeah uh it so i think it's kind of i don't know when it's going to die out and people realize that we're we're, we're you know, we're not eye-level lovers. Um, <laughs> so, I've, I've never seen my eyes wide. My, my, like, I, my wife's taller than me. and How I much taller? She's a few inches taller. Like, she's 5'8", I'm 5'4". Okay. So, you know, I stared her neck the whole time. Um, it's, like top, it's like the top of the fridge. You're like, what's up there? I don't, <laughs> I've never seen her face before. But when, uh, uh, so yeah, when we, when we met, um, we met at a bar and they have, they have, we, like, I sat at the bar next to her. She was drinking an IPA and I, uh, I was like, oh, uh, I love IPAs. I'll drink these ordered. And we had a whole conversation at the bar. We spent a few hours chatting and then when we hopped up off of the bar, uh-huh. yeah, she was already, she was already committed. She was already, <laughs> she was already pot committed. Was that your methodology? You, you, you sell it while seated. I think so. Yeah. So I seated. They don't have wheelchairs as bar stools, so. Dude, I, I give you all a, listen, so it's funny though, because I know you wanted to be uh, an actor, yeah. be, being an actor, and we say it all the time. We had we've had Mark Wahlberg in here. What is he five? Is he five six, five seven? Yeah, he might be like that. So, like so, that. And 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 uh, it's you you came up against that thing. But there's so many actors <laughs> that uh, Tom Cruise that are are in your height range. Yeah. So yeah. so did you shoot yourself down before assuming you would not have? Of course. Rolls, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't until I became a Scientologist I really thought I had a shot. It really can help you. You know, yeah. it, it's really about community. Yeah. It's not yeah. so much about, like, appearances. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, I I honestly, I've been short for, I've, I've had the same body for since, I, since like, the th- like I was very young. I was going to say the third grade, and then I realized I don't think, I think it was before then. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. let's say third grade. And, um, and so uh, for this last special that I just shot, I think it's you know I've always tried to be as uh, as I guess self aware self deprecating yeah. as, as possible. It's a so. wonderful attribute. Yeah. But so the thing is also, and I heard someone point this out, and I guess one of these uh, maybe a short king said, short, short kings as they get older, they don't 
they tend to stay pretty much physically the same. So you don't get the like the, the, the you know the paunch. You don't get you stay in shape. Yeah, like it's kind. Of, so on, on the plus side, yeah, you have to. So yeah. that that well, yeah, have that to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. thanks, man. <laughs> this has been so enlightening. I like <laughs> I, I did the research on shorty. I felt okay. Yeah. <laughs> like we're a breed in the wild. I looked at them, and yeah. you guys are nocturnal. Actually, we're actually, that was crazy. Uh, we're gonna put a tracker on you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just, That's just why they look. shot me right when I got in here. It we're didn't feel the migratory path. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, you know, about um. And I don't know if we, uh, I thought we had you in the studio or on Zoom, you know, because we've had you on the show before. Mm. Uh, but I don't know if uh, we discussed, you had an accident. And it's part of your act that you have talked about in the, yeah. in the past. Explain what happened because it's a fascinating thing You uh, and you've kind of parlayed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, when I was, so I moved out to L.A. initially to do like the whole acting thing. And I was talking with Casey about, you know, his his daughter being in, 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 in theater and stuff like right. that. So that's my whole world. Like I grew up doing it. I was. You were living in Vegas at the yeah, time? Yeah, I was yeah. living in Vegas. I was ready to go to some some acting colleges myself, and then I was like, you know what? I'll go out to L.A. Um, for a year and just see. Oh, I'll take a year. I knocked out my first year of college in high school with AP classes, so I was like, you know what? I was always highly driven, highly motivated to have that be my trajectory. And then when I, I, I got a night job working at a comedy club so I could have my days free to audition, that comedy club had a softball team. And I basically had a traumatic brain injury from a softball accident when I was 20 years old. And it damaged all the nerves on the left side of my body. And I, I, I couldn't have, I didn't have the functionality of my motor skills. Were you and hit I, by a ball? Or? Was, yeah, yeah. I got okay. hit in the throat. I got hit in the throat with a softball. Oh, oh my goodness. And I, fell, and I fell and I hit my head on the oh. ground. And so you had, and you had, you had a, a half body paralysis? Yeah. Well, not paralysis. Yeah. It's just the, the motor skills. And even, even to this day, I still have issues with, nerves and and spatial awareness and and the the connectivity that you're supposed to have e- equally on both sides Can I, on my um, left side how, how did this happen by the way i mean i know sure. it was softball but like yeah. what was the play yeah sure yeah let's draw it up you <laughs> well, have a no, 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 <laughs> i play yeah. softball yeah. Yeah. relive your drama yeah. for us yeah. do, do it so he's like i'm gonna throw a ball at you and you you react exactly yeah. <laughs> um uh, we promise to pull the ball back listen, yeah I'm if it hits me on the right side i'm all for it i'm gonna balances out. <laughs> I jumped in and asked that question because I used, I used to play like bar league softball yeah. and I went and bought a catcher's mask, right? Yeah. And people were like making fun of me mm-hmm. for it and I was like, mm-hmm. I am not going to lose teeth over stupid bar league softball because some dude foul tipped the ball or whatever. You know what 100%. I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like wildly it wildly underestimated as how violent of a sport it can be. <laughs> no, it's, it's real it's deal. Like, oh, I watched the third deal. base coach completely take a ball to his face because the third baseman missed it and the dude wasn't really paying attention and he took a i mean a line drive right to yeah. the nug i mean so these things can happen so yeah it's it's like it's it's underhand pitch it's not like we don't wind it up like mm-hmm. literally with underhand in front of our bodies right. almost at point blank range yeah right. the ball is fatter the bat is fatter we are fatter <laughs> Every, everything is fatter and slower and sadder and we're like yeah i'm on the treadmill once a week let's uh, let's meet on dirt and make explosions <laughs> Of movements, what could possibly go wrong? And then you know, some dude named Greg has steps up to the plate, and he's going through a divorce. We don't think he's going to take it out on someone. I was playing.
playing shortstop. I look exactly like his wife, probably. Yeah. Um, I was playing shortstop, <laughs> and uh, uh, I just took a bad hop. I mean, you know, shortstop, shortstop. When you play shortstop, I'm sure it's this way for you, Casey. But shortstop, they play basically in center field. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They move so far back. Everybody in the infield is pretty much that, just because it's just so easy to just smack the crap out of. Oh it. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it took a bad hop and hit me in the throat, and I was I I, I felt the the more severity of the injuries was me hitting my head on the ground. Yeah. So the diagnosis I had was a vocal contusion with a major concussion. Yeah, so did, you, did you know instantly oh, this is way wrong? N- no, I don't remember. Like I don't remember that day. Yeah. I, I, oh I, really? I, I had work scheduled out. that. Yeah. I had I had work scheduled later that night. Apparently, I went to work later that night, and they were what? like, they were like, listen, something's a little off. Why don't you go home, sleep it off? And then when I woke up the next day, that was when I knew for sure. Remember said, I, I don't know how they do it in India, but we send people home. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's uh, listen. I also. I was playing first base at one point, and the third baseman threw the ball down the line towards the bat, and this dude completely knocked me out. Yeah, uh, and like I just I got hit. I didn't know that he was coming, and he, you know, I and I, looking back on, it's like, dude, you, you could have let up a little bit. You didn't well, have to. Did, you did, didn't have to run me over. To yeah. your yeah. point, Drew, like about the 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 the, um, the, the pent up aggression. A lot of times, these leagues are these guys are going in, and they're not. Hey, hey let's no. just have some fun. This is all they have. This is all they have. It's like, what? Yeah. They're like, I, yeah, they're like, they need this. Whatever their, their competitive nature is going to come out. It's going to be, it's going to be there. Not for nothing though. I'm, I mean, they usually put the best player at shortstop, so. Thanks, hey. man. Well, they messed up. That oh, guy, <laughs> that guy, I wish he played that day because yeah. I was there. <laughs> Literally, what the worst part is, is when I went down, you, when you go down, when you go down on your team, you don't have subs. You're no, just no. playing, you, you know. So they had to bring someone from their team to come play shortstop on our team. Wow. Yeah. So, so that, sh- that was wild. You have no memory of the incident or no. of that day? I don't remember the, I don't remember the injury itself. I just remember being in the hospital. Hospital the next, the next. And so how did you get the details on as to actually what happened? Coworkers, yeah, yeah. coworkers who were like, "This is what it was crazy," <laughs> and it, it actually didn't look that bad. You just look like a little bit. Sorry, <laughs> 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 you just look like a. Thank you, thank yeah. you, Preston. Preston came in and was like, a "Little bitch." She said exactly what I was thinking about him this whole time. Prior to knowing the story, I was like, "That guy's a little bitch." <laughs> talking about my condom cubby right there. Did you talk about my condom cubby? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put this sticker on there now that yeah. says condom. <laughs> yeah. We can name it after you, Drew. So you get this injury, and then it leads to what kind of lingering effects? Um, well, I just... Basically, I had had, in the first year that I was out there in L.A., I had a manager, I had an agent, and the week prior to my injury happening, I had callbacks and a lot of, uh, I had, like, momentum building. You were on your way. I was, yeah. I had momentum building. I I already, I look young as it is, but back then I was, I was playing a lot of, like, 18 to look younger, so I was in with, like, the Disney, the the Disney folks and really just kind (laughs) of, um, making strides as far as you, as as much as you could make in a year, that was what was, I was fortunate enough to Clear, I can absolutely yeah. see you you taking off with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So it basically it it 
I, I had to make a bunch of calls or my roommate on my behalf had to make a bunch of calls to these casting people, to my agent, to my manager, who was like, he's not going to be able to make a lot of these appointments. Now, if you say that to a manager who yeah. literally you get all the way up to being right. up for the part and then they have to make a call saying like, uh, sorry, our client's not reliable or not available or something happened. It just it doesn't make them look good. They I don't felt, do it. I felt devastated because, I, you know, that was the, the, I would have given anything to have that not happen. And for 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 that to be what I for what what was going to be happening? Yeah, know? yeah. So I my management and my agent in a super kind of you know vague way they were like you can come back when you get better but it was in a way of saying like we can't represent you now because you're someone who you don't you, you, we can't send you these appointments with with a stutter we can't have you stuttering and so the and, stutter was that was the was one of the um, one of the things that occurred after this injury yeah, correct you, yeah. you didn't have anything like that before no no it's, it's funny you um, should this would be part of your scenario Drew because I uh, growing up a friend of mine had a similar sort of injury mm. uh but and then developed a, a stutter after yeah. that which w- he was able to beat later on yeah uh, uh, and, and cl- clearly you're able to manage or mitigate or er- yeah. you've eradicated it uh, so yeah. when did you realize this was something that you were now dealing with i mean when the doctors told me that the doctors gave me a pretty like it was a i would say a really conservative sort of diagnosis they were like yeah just like give it a few weeks and see what happens kind of thing which is <laughs> yeah. really frustrating but they ran all the tests on me they had perfect they had uh, like medical specialists and neurologists come fly in from like vegas to come to come check it out so um it was something that was a, a freak accident. And yeah. most people who stutter are people in their adolescence. They're people who are kids. They've had it since birth. It's not something, it's not a common thing. No. So to have a physiological slash neurological thing that changed the whole trajectory of it really was what forced me to be like, okay, I, I, I feel like I have my back in a corner here. I already worked at a comedy club, loved comedy, but never wanted to pursue it. Always was just like, I love, I love, I love being around it. And for me, it, it was just the perfect night job to just be like oh. you, ha- you had to have been told you were funny because you're you're in and you know innately funny guy you're the, you're the first one Steve. <laughs> genuinely i was I'm like, sorry waiting for this day um so it, it i mean i mean it was just i i guess but it, it was just is comedy as an art like stand-up as an art form is just so different yeah, you know it it's like it's 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 something that if you see someone do it well you think you can do it and if you see someone do it badly you think you can do better yeah so so but it really doesn't it takes someone who goes on on stage and kind of like it's really about the writing and I think I was thankful for my injury because I used to talk so much more slowly and because of my injury it taught me word economy it taught me how important it is to remove all the fat from every single thing you want to say so you can keep people's attention and how you, the context of like a sentence can get changed by the last two words that you say you're, you're, you're hitting it right on the head I talk and they've heard they're probably sick of hearing me I, I, I say it all the time I love love the comedians who practice that economy. And one of my uh, idols, Norm MacDonald, mm-hmm. was oh, just so the master of paring it down yeah. and killing with just the simplest sentences. 100%. Yeah. 100%. He was just so like, he was just so dry and coy and 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 and, and, and Norm is someone who like, he just, he could say something that sounds so normal, but the thing he's saying, like the way he's saying it sounds so normal, but the thing he's saying, it can completely change by the end of the time. It's been about Hitler. The more I hear about this guy, I have no use for him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just brilliant. <laughs> but Also, your Norm is so good. <laughs> Thank you. But, 
uh, did you, you you never did you ever have the opportunity to work at Norm? No. Or, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. So you, you get your act though. up and running, and 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 um, and so a few years later, I ended up on uh, America's Got Talent. So yeah. I did that. So that was a few years after my injury, and genuinely, I didn't know that that was going to be a thing. That that show was kind of a perfect plat- plat- platform for me because uh, it told my story at the same time as letting you kind of showcase. That's the whole thing, thing right? They, they give the backstory, and yeah. you, you had a, a good hook, but you you also were were doing well on stage. Yeah, so it was just something that I think was like a perfect way to 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 try and tell that tell that story. And I was I was appreciative of when it when it happened. I ended up coming in second on that a few years ago, and then after that, it's really about what you do to kind of what you kind of do to sustain your career after the fact. Like they'll give you the opportunity to 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 showcase you, but how you you know how you end up making it uh, work for yourself afterwards is really where I started to divert my attention to like social media and having like an online presence and it's, it's pretty like it's pretty awesome if you stop and think because you also had some YouTube traction as well right yeah. With, and your service dog was uh, yeah Stella she 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 she, she passed away right. last year unfortunately but yeah she and I we were doing some videos online for a long time where we had a daily we kind of have like a, a weekly vlog and uh, yeah she would uh, yeah sorry go ahead no no, no I, I'm, I'm just gonna call on people now. <laughs> Nick, you go ahead and go next. Thank you, Drew. Taking post game press from. Uh, it's, it's, you, you mentioned you know concentrating on, on social media and doing YouTube stuff, and it, it's always remarkable to me when anybody reaches certain plateaus and you have uh, a million followers on Instagram. Um, how how much effort did that take? How much were you concentrating on? You know what? If I can build my Instagram followers, I can build an audience. And then um, that will, you know, sort of help me with shows at the Keswick, that, that type of thing. Yeah. Wait, way to bring it right back to the Keswick. Man. Sure. Take yeah. it here, man. Guy's in the moment, man. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, you got to get him on the payroll. <laughs> and, uh, I, I stop interning. <laughs> yeah, he needs to do more than stalking the condom cubby. That's not, he's above that. Um, uh, yeah, it's it, it really is such a big thing. And honestly, it's just becoming bigger and bigger. I think the, I think the pandemic also, became such a it was a time where anybody was on social media you know what I mean and 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 they were looking and, for stuff yeah. yeah and so I was I was kind of doing videos just before um, I, I was doing videos online because I remember I used to get I used to get heckled a lot just because I was stuttering or people were trying to be interactive with it and you didn't want to get rid of your material as a comic so I would just put a lot of those interactions online so those that was kind of a way that people started to sort of be like like, oh, all right, I'm gaining some familiarity with this comic, and I like the way that they're in the moment and that each show is kind of individual. And so, you know, when you really turn your attention towards the fact that there aren't things aren't being gate kept anymore like it, it's really up to you if you want to build an audience you can you can you can curate that and 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 kind of nurse it to whatever you want it to be you know your artists are so much more in control now i think you you hit at a time and it's funny because a lot of people well now i think now it was almost like a like a like a brief period where oh and everyone's like oh i'm i'm, I'm straight it's like the, the gold rush mm-hmm. but yeah. now i think it's Starting to level off, where people, are like, why don't I have a million yeah. followers? Yeah, it's so quickly, for sure. It's, right? You know, when when like when TikToks were coming out, or, like in the during the pandemic, where it was like, yeah, my mom uh, reviews Tupperware. You're like, why is this a channel that I subscribe to? It's just so you know, it just exactly. got so weird. Like, yeah. like people got so bored during the pandemic or whatever. Like it, it, it just people, it just kind of built into like, what am I following right now? Like I follow a girl on TikTok. She farts into PVC pipes. All right, she literally. 
literally fart. Yeah. Like she skates and then farts into him. Seen it. And I, yeah, you've yeah. seen it. Yeah, yeah. She's incredible. Like I, I might comment one day. I might be like, "This is crazy." You know, I, I like it's it's so bizarre. I have to like, see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so bizarre that like that the the time we're in, and it's and it's also that you know the grind for stand up is so different than just just building an audience online because yeah, that's respectable, and there are people who are trying to get into the stand up world by inverting their 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 sort of trajectory by saying like, "Listen, I built an audience online. Now let me see if that will translate to the skills on stage." And, and, and a lot of them are finding on, yeah. that it that it doesn't. Exactly. I mean, we'll, and they'll be. And we talk to you know some kind, and we've been to, at shows where they'll have people who will uh, the, the, the girl who farts into the oh pipe. Is like, there it is. Oh, the <laughs> there it is. That's my girl right there. She's <laughs> on command, bro. She should oh, open for you at the Catholic, I, man. Yeah, <laughs> just. <laughs> Just, just that. That's Honestly, it. and people talk about Meryl Streep. That's what kills me. Uh, but once they, once they get to the point where they have to deliver like uh, to an audience yeah. who's, you know, once once the audience seen you do the pipe trick, it's like, what's next? Yeah. And, and, but you can bring it. Yeah. Isn't it wild that if you think about all of the things that you've been through and you saw opportunity where someone might be dejected and go, I'm done, mm-hmm. uh, it might very well, and it seems to be leading you back around to realizing you're acting. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's. I, I think like that's what's kind of cool and 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 really something that I wasn't able to foretell or foresee at the time. At the time it happened, you're just. I'm just so. I'm just looking for anything that I can do that isn't that isn't just like okay. I had this injury happen to me, and now I'm just kind of disheveled in this corner and deflated, and that's that's the rest of my life. Yeah. So I by like I said at the beginning, I I truly felt that I was just backed into a corner to where my only other alternative was to just be like, all right. Let me start. Let me start being self-deprecating about my speech. Let me let me draw some. Let me draw some. Like by being self-aware, it's so it's so disarming. It's so nice to just kind of be like, listen, this is something that I'm going through, and it humanized me in a way that I thought was very helpful. And it taught me. It taught me relationships, joke structure. It taught me that you know I could always have a a, a, a career in touring, and if it ends up coming back around to doing acting and things like that, I think that's amazing. When you realize that when you realize that you can that you you can you, somehow some way you'll figure out how to make it work like Preston you were Preston was a touring you know in a rock band you know and and oh, and, yeah. and, and, and and I mean anytime you can uh, like I did stand up for a while okay yeah. you know if you can you have options you just have to be prepared to know that you you know you you'll make it work and have the confidence to do that you yeah. know so that you're not I'm done I'm yeah. over well it was like I was saying like I I'd been in front of people all, all, all performing in front of people all the time it was it wasn't, it wasn't the idea of being in front of an audience yeah. that ever kind of thwarted me. It, 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 it was it, softball. It, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I mean, on, in fact, like, if I meet people after shows, when I meet people, it sometimes it's... Sometimes it's the conversations that I have individually where that's occasionally when my stutter will come out. But when I'm on stage, like sometimes when I'm on stage, that happens too. But I feel so comfortable in front of just a group of people. So I the mean, old the old story used to be with this uh, country western star, uh, Mel Tillis. Mel who Tillis, had a yeah. And music was this thing that would... Shut off the the stutter. Yeah. What, what did you use any sort of music therapy? For? Yeah, it's called melodic intonation therapy. Mm, right. And it, I because I, I've been in speech for years, and one of the sub 
subsets of some speech therapy uh, uh, techniques is melodic intonation therapy. And so they teach you to sing. And I don't think it, I mean, it works, but I don't think it works at the times that you're stuttering. Yeah, you can't, you know what I mean? Like I get, when I stutter is when I'm frustrated. And so I don't think that's the best time to to be like, hang on, let me, let me drop a ballad on someone real quick. (laughs) Like a musical. Cut me off in the street, you know what I'm saying? Would it be terrible if they started you off with like my generation from the who? Right, yeah, that one big starter song. Baby, that would be terrible. Those would not work for someone battling stuttering. By the way, if you're just tuning in as Drew Lynch, I just want to hit this again. The Keswick Theater, the show is tonight. The tickets are selling wonderful. Thank you. Um, and uh, yeah, do you do you have good days and bad days with the with the speech? Because it sounds like you have a perfect handle on it Thanks, here. Man. You know, yeah. yeah, it's been. Well, I've been in speech for uh, eight years, so you know, I I did that. I saw a neurologist. I saw uh, a neurologist, speech therapist, a chiropractor, physical therapist. I've wow. done I've done everything wow. to try and re- rehab it because I didn't want it to be something that was like. I didn't want it to. It, it's cool to draw some attention to what your insecurities are, but you don't ever want it to feel like that's a gimmick or that you're writing on something, you know? Right. And too often, too often, I heard as a criticism was like, "Well, he's got this because of that," and it's like, I, I, I never wanted that. To like Yakko Smirnoff yeah. from Soviet, right? Like, yeah. you, that's your hook. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's the stuttering comedian, yeah. and your material is not that at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the idea that I can go on stage and you know, if I have to acknowledge <laughs> it initially, cool, but then yeah. move on. Yeah. How long ago? Was the injury? Uh, twelve to the th- th- thirteen years ago. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Twelve years ago. Yeah, I, I had a fairly significant brain injury two years ago, and it, it's it's interesting to see um, where and how it can linger because it'll resurface every now and then, and you're you're surprised by it. But that's why therapy exists in the first place, right? That's yeah. why you go see the neurologist. Uh, the brain is just a, it's a funny organ, man. You're like it's so weird how things can resurface and and just lay dormant for a while and then come back. Yeah, and now you're into feet, right? <laughs> yes. Well, absolutely, yeah, totally. Before. Feet and condoms. Yeah. Uh, you got to pick your things. Foot condoms. <laughs> Foot condoms. Yeah. <laughs> Foot well, yeah, con- I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, did you did you ever go to speech therapy oh, at yeah. all for it? Yeah, yeah. And, and a neurologist and a neuro-ophthalmologist, and I, I, I ran the gamut of physical therapy as well. Yeah, dude. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i in, I'm in, I'm in speech right now, and uh, most of the clients who are in speech therapy are kids because it's an adolescence. So yeah, you I, never, you never, you rarely see someone who develops a stutter older. Yeah. 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 I, I, I'm the oldest client with mine by a lot. And they decorate the waiting room for <laughs> not me. It's, <laughs> it's a humiliate. You're sitting on this plastic chair. They have like they have like a they have puzzles and they got a little slide and there's and there's bubbles and and and, and, and the, I've done it all. There's no and, mini bar. Yeah. There's no. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so when you're you're sitting there next to like some you're sitting there next there's no mini bar. You're sitting there next to some like some parent who's like thinking that they're talking to you like you're waiting for your kid. Right. And right. then you get called right. in. You're like, all right, this was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, I, had you not told that story, I wouldn't have pointed any of even the yeah. stuttering. I, I wouldn't have point. I wouldn't have thought that there was something wrong. Thank you, Kathy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you like? How do you? How do you mean? Like, I've told it. You're saying like I've told it before. Like, no, if I didn't know your story and I just yeah. met you, yeah, I would not guessed. think there was anything I wrong or anything that. had happened. I appreciate that. And the number of times that I'll end up doing like a, I'll end up doing like a, a I'll do a show where people have followed me for a few years or whatever, and afterwards they'll be like. Uh, you said, you know, you, you didn't stutter, or you're not. We're, we're talking right now. You're not even stuttering. It's right when they say that that you're just like you become so aware. Yeah, think Everything about becomes it. like you know what I mean. Yeah. And I've gotten much better at it, but it's like you kind of have it in the periphery where you're just like, all right, I know that that's there, but but 
but I'm not going to have it be something that continues to creep in where it just, you know, dictates right, the, the right. whole conversation. When's the time you can use it uh, as an advantage and like uh, and pump it up a little bit if um, you need to, to like to get out of a traffic ticket? Or... I've never, I've never, yeah, yeah, I've never, I, I try showing my tits and that just doesn't <laughs> He's, he's like, will you stutter, please? He was like, do you mind stuttering? Because this is terrible. You don't have enough estrogen for this. Um, for me, yeah, the stutter is going to work better. Because yeah. your, your rack isn't that impressive. Oh, my I, I love it. I love it. Um, uh, what, uh, do you have any brothers or sisters? Yeah, I have a brother and a sister, and I have an adopted sister as well. So oh, I don't okay. know why I said it like that. I have two sisters and a brother. I just wanted to know. The, he's the outworlder. <laughs> um, so I'm actually. She's next, not Indian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not Indian. They're all Indian, and they were adopted. No, uh, uh, I, um, I have a, I have a sister, and I'm actually officiating her and her girlfriend's wedding oh. next next week. So it's, uh, have you ever okay, done yeah. that? I've it, never done that. Is before. a moment like that gonna make you a little nervous? Because it's 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 in front yeah. of people, but it's a whole different. Yeah, you know, thing than doing a stand-up routine. Although I'm sure you'll inject some comedy into yeah, it. As well. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely try to do that. Um, but yeah, it's it. it I, I think like the most nervous that I've been, like where I stuttered a lot, was when I proposed to my wife. Ah. I, you know what I mean? And she and 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 asking a woman, you know, that's where you want to be confident. That's where you know. And it was like I've for any show I've ever done that I hadn't been as nervous as I had then. I want to ask your wife behind you. Yeah, here? yeah. Okay, I thought so. <laughs> this, this lady she here. smiled oh, when you said yeah, that. Yeah. And I'm like, that's got. That's it's got to be her. I want to ask you because, uh, um, I, so I'm ADD, I guess. I've been, and, and uh, your wife is ADHD? Definitely. Has okay. she been like, uh, she's behind me, so I, has she's she been, been paying attention She's been smiling and loving. Oh, okay. okay. She's been staring rapturously <laughs> at yeah. you. Yeah, she, she brings her sewing kit to when she goes. <laughs> but, um, so I wonder how with you, because I find, um, you know, that, that I, uh, I tend to, yeah. You know, and, and that's my thing. And I, and I try to sometimes put the brakes on it, but there's a part of that that works here for what we do. Yeah. So with you, I would think that t- to me, with a stutter, you talk about speaking fast. You want to get things in under the wire. Yeah. And, and I think um, she would want to do that as well. Oh, yes. dude, it's a nightmare. I love yeah. her so much. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, dang it. Dang, dang. Crap. Uh, Actually, uh, the tea is uh, once we can get it. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah. Oh, all right, guys. I'm sorry. I had a good time. It's been real. Um, no, she, uh, she, um, yeah, so basically, well, there was a, my, my wife has ADHD, and I, I, she and I, we spend so much time together that she sometimes forgets that I stutter. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. She, I'm so comfortable around her that it just it just doesn't come out. There was, That's the person you feel the most. Yeah, yeah, and she's just all, like, you know, I, 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 I love her to death, but she, she, she moves at just a different frequency. When you yeah. have ADD or ADHD, and, you know, she was, she's been with me for a long time, so she's been with me for when my stutter was way worse. Yeah. And there was a time where, recently both mine and her, her her issues my stutter her ADHD came together yeah. for like a awful storm I I'd, I'd had a long night of doing shows yeah. and um, I came home exhausted and my wife she noticed so like she asked she was like hey babe what's the matter and what I said at the time was it's nothing it's just today I'm feeling very stressed but at the time that I said it I stuttered on the word stressed so it sounded like st 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 like that literally yeah. like that but faster yeah. like it was just like a, a quick like st, st, st. right and she started dancing to my st- <laughs> 
Just literally not even, not oh even God. like like a small, just like you little, were doing a rap. Yeah, like yeah. it was like a little, like oh a, I mean, to, tr- like literally, like you're beatboxing. Yes, it was like a little, st- st- and she did like a little like <laughs> movement there, and she immediately saw she saw how she saw my face. She saw that I reacted to her dancing to my speech and then she immediately started to cry because she felt so bad yeah. but it was so involuntary she didn't yeah. do it on you know it wasn't like she was like oh I'm going to do it as an opportunity to make fun of him it's just yeah. she forgot that I stutter and so when it happened she was like <laughs> just quickly she was like oh sick let's do this real quick and I was like that's awesome though I mean to, to have a, yeah. a, a, a you know to, my my wife is very funny and, and we'll do you know it, it's fun to have that you know that someone that's true love man yeah. like for her to react that way and and for you guys to move past it yeah. and, and make it, you yeah. love each other even more afterwards, that's, yeah, that's adorable. Yeah, 100%. Would have been the best if she would have said at that moment, break it down. <laughs> yeah, she's, I was like, why'd you bring a piece of cardboard? Why are you, please don't head spin to my speech impediment. Uh, good. Oh, good. Wow. Yeah. How long have you guys been married? Um, we've been married for a year. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And so we do, uh, so we do, we do, we do long distance. She travels, uh, well, I mean, I travel, but she lives in, she lives in Vermont and then she'll travel to, to meet me. So she's a world champion in cross country skiing. So oh, my God. That's that. fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. World yeah. champion? Yeah. World champion. Get over yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want to switch? There's uh, yeah. a- get over here on the microphone. Yeah. yeah. Come over here, real quick. Yeah. Say hi, real quick. We, we do have, yeah. We have to wrap up shortly, but uh, I mean, we got a world champion. Yeah, in this year. Yeah, yeah. champion. Not talk to a world champion. You're, I'm sorry, I didn't this meet you. This is my you. first time on the radio. <laughs> Your name? Melanie. Melanie. Yeah. And you're a world champion uh, cross country skier? The specific sport is called ski orienteering, and it's. Well, what is that? Because uh, I've uh, cross country skiing, and uh, always to me, uh, uh, looks like um, it'd be something that I like a zen thing to get into oh definitely is that what it is for you yeah it's like the sport of a lifetime you can do it when you're two years old and you're like dad's carrying backpack or when you're 95 years old and just going for a stroll so you know it's really whatever level you want it to be like thought about strapping on a gun and being a (laughs) biathlete biathlete? i I have done uh biathlon and uh this summer i was training with my friend who is a biathlete that's a cool sport too nice yeah the way preston said it you ever thought about strapping on a gun and just (laughs) hunting on skis (laughs) (laughs) that sport's always fascinated me i'm like it's a weird combination i guess it has military uh roots or something like that yeah sweden or sweden norway one of those yeah something like that one of those kind of the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, that's, uh, did you start when you were a kid, I guess? Yeah, okay. yeah. My dad was a world champion at uh, ski orienteering Look as well. Look at this. Oh, yeah. you, you, you're in the comedy world and she's cross country skiing up a storm? I guess, man. I mean, you yeah, guys I mean, are the new Brad and Angelina. Thanks, man. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing like, uh, you know, it's nothing like as violent as softball, but it's <laughs> like working her way. Yeah. Has she tried to recruit you into the world? She has tried to, yeah, skiing. yeah. And how have you taken to I'll, that? I'll, no, I'll do, I'll go <laughs> back on the softball field before I go <laughs> into the snow with no hills. Are you kidding me? Gravity is the only thing getting me down a hill. Um, I snowboard, but cross-country skiing, I just, I don't, I don't have the, ba- I don't have the, I don't know, I don't know what I don't have. What do I not have for? <laughs> you have everything. Don't you lie to my face right now on the radio. You've seen me, it's, dude. It's, it's a nightmare. It's coordination because. I threw out my sh- back the first time. You did, you remember you that? did. Because here's the thing, you're strapped only by your toe. 
It's not like right. your heel's not strapped down. It's to your toes. So right. you have to so fix that. <laughs> like literally fix it. Make you have the technology. Make me hold it. Strap me down. Uh, I, I think it looks, it looks, ter- it really does look something. Uh, of course, I don't know where I'd go around here to do it. I think it's the kind of thing you should be able to take an afternoon and just go off and do. But I, you know, in Vermont, you can go do that. Uh, so, but yeah, it, it, but again, in those moments, I think we are out in nature. And after quite like a snowfall, I think that's got to be awesome. The videos I can show you afterwards. Yeah, yeah, it is a peaceful. Mm. It is peaceful. Hey, there she is. Yeah, there she is. Hey, that's me. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you yeah. said so, you said like, oh, you can do it when you're two. You can do it when you're not. all I'm when you're ninety. All I'm thinking is like the trek from like when I get my skis on to try to get to the lift is like oh. the worst part oh, of skiing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but there's no lift. But in, in, in Mel's sport, there's no lift. There's I no know, lift. That's what I mean. just, and the skis yeah. are lighter. The skis are lighter. Oh, so are? you're not doing that awkward, like, okay. sidearm shuffle. Yes, you like- are, Kathy. Yes, you are. <laughs> She's about- not. She's like, not. We are, and any human being right. is. The thing about skiing is, is taking all that crap, oh, getting it out, getting it all on, yes. logging it that. over to the hill. But she can walk right out. Well, once you get there and you're on the hill, you're like, okay, I'm glad I did I, Once you start, you stop sweating. You got to get past that. Once you stop sweating from getting ready, and yes. carrying everything, and then you get cold. You're like, all right, this is good. Yeah. But in Vermont, you can walk right out. I mean, where you are, right? Right and then, the front door. I yeah, would you... ski to uh, high school and middle school. Oh, wow. Because the trail went right by my oh, house. That's, that's awesome. so cool. Yeah, it was. That is kind of cool. Mm. See? Interesting. She did. She definitely grew up in like a winter wonderland thing. We, we do and our And here you are in Bombay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's me. You know me. What can I say? Oh I paid for our meal in rupees. <laughs> Slumdog millionaire. Bombay <laughs> Drew. Oh, man. Wow. Uh, well, listen, uh, we do have to wrap up, but uh, yeah. thank you guys for coming by here, and, and your surprise uh, guest yeah. was, uh, was wonderful. Uh, but, Drew, I, yeah, I've been told that tickets are close to selling out, so if you want to get tickets to see Drew Lynch, uh, KeswickTheater.com. The show is tonight, obviously, at uh, at the Keswick. And uh, are you doing a, a full tour right now, bopping from city to city? Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. I go to, I think we go to um, uh, New York, we go to Long Island, and ah. then we go to Jersey. Is that where you're from? That's from? Yeah. I've never been to Long Island. Yeah, you're going to love it. I've never heard people made it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steve, one. Whenever you see a, 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 some sort of jerk off on a, on a reality show, chances are they're from New Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to love it. Yeah, but but I, I, I do have fond, you know, fond memories of growing up on Long Island. So That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. So, yes. Yeah, touring, right. touring perpetually. Have a great time tonight. Thank you, Preston. Thank you, guys. Appreciate, Appreciate it, guys. It. All right, let's hear for Drew Lynch, yeah. guys. Hey. And Melanie, right? Yeah. Oh, thank you. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. You've been hearing with WMMR.com's video on demand. Watch highlights from Preston and Steve shenanigans, station events, and take a peek behind the scenes at the station. You'll marvel at how anything gets done around here. WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I want to remind you, uh, tonight you can join Marissa McNutt. Uh, Maybe he'll be there. She's got an appearance. It's the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. Couldn't help but notice you from across the room. And Marissa (laughs) is going to be at the Stadium Bar and Grill in Fairless Hills. And that's tonight at 7. It goes till 9 o'clock. You can stop by and get free MMR Bud Light Kelly Green t-shirts. Looking forward to this night all week. I put my jam in. And you can... (laughs) God, that sounded exactly Thank him. Uh, you can register for a chance to win a pair of Eagles uh, tickets in the November 5th game against Dallas, courtesy of Bud Light. And uh, you have to be present to win 21 and older to enter. And I'm sure they'll have the Phil's game on tonight. So stop by and see Marissa McNett, uh Stadium Bar and Grill in Fairless Hill, 7 to 9 tonight. Uh, the walls could talk there, Marissa. You'd hear a lot of stories. <laughs> From you? Yeah, that's Bucksco. Absolutely. Is that, yeah. is that one of your old hangs? Yeah, it wasn't called the stadium. I forget the name of it. Was it Shooters, Scooters, something like that? I forget the, I forget the name okay. of it. Do you have, is it one that particular was... story that you feel comfortable telling come to mind, or was it just a lot of frivolity? No, and... We were there all the time. Okay. Yeah. We weren't always 21. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those places. Yeah. Uh, Nick, you wanted to mention the charity event that is coming up and to get some people to sign up on your team. Yeah, so um, thanks, person. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, October 28th, which is a Saturday, LLS is doing uh, the Light the Night Walk. I've been a part of this in the past. It's a really great night, and um, my nephew Luke had leukemia. He's in remission. He's doing really well, um, but the name of our team is still Team Luke. So basically, it's just come out, hang out, and, uh, and, and be a part of the event and make a donation if you can. It's um, beautiful. Is it? It really is, Steve. It's just like a really heartwarming thing. It happens at night, so it's called Light the Night, and everybody holds up these lanterns that get lit up red. There's yeah. going to be some music. There's going to be a fireworks display, um, and it's at the base of the Art Museum steps. It starts around 6 o'clock on Saturday, uh, October 28th. All the information is up on PrestonandSteve.com. You can just click on there and, and join our team, but um, come and, and have fun, and, and if you or anyone you know has been affected by blood cancers, um, we'd love to have you be a part of the team. Now, I was, I'm sorry, I was reading something. I didn't hear all you were saying. I, you had told me you're a little light on team members. We are, yeah, and people have participated with Team Luke for Big Climb Philly in the past and we appreciate that. Uh, so we're just looking to see if you've done anything with Team Luke in the past, uh, please, uh, you know, join us again. And, and again, it's October 28th, which is a Saturday. Hopefully get some nice fall weather right at the base of the Art Museum steps. And it's the LLS, which is the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's um, Light the Night Walk. All right. Um, I would like to read this letter to you guys and uh, show you something that was sent from a listener. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess what you guys think about this is uh, the letter says Preston, Steve, Nick, Kathy, Casey, Marissa. Uh, During the pandemic, I wanted to find a way to let my friends and family know that I was thinking of them, even though we were physically separated. So I started embroidering their favorite song lyrics, poems, movie quotes, and pictures pictures on vintage linens that I had been collecting for years. Uh, Then I would frame and send them in the mail. 
And she says, whose day hasn't been made better by getting a present in the mail? And one thing I could always count on as I sat at my kitchen table attempting to work while simultaneously forcing my kids to sit still and stay on their school Zooms was the Preston and Steve show. Hmm. Uh, You all kept going, which kept me going. And you all showed up for us when times felt bleak and the laughter and smiles made life a lot better. As some might say that we are privileged. Uh, (laughs) Your show has been a gift to me, so I wanted to give a gift to you. And I hope this piece can be added to the Charts and Crafts collection. It's so nice. She said it took me about 10 hours from beginning to end to make oh it. Which is far less than the number of hours of joy you have all brought into my life, Gadzooks. And this is from uh, Sarah Klishevitz. Uh, it's either Klishevich oh, yeah. or Klishevich. You know her? Yeah, well, uh, a little bit. She's a friend of a friend, but she texted oh. me or messaged me over Instagram and said that she was going to send this, and I hadn't had a chance to see it yet, so I'm she's, glad it showed up. She says she's a proud, longtime listener from Wilmington, Delaware, yeah. so I have the frame here, and I want to get your guys' reaction and see. Do you want me to hold it to uh, you Yeah, hold, hold it up to Well, Marissa's yeah. taking video, so right. should I do Come that first? I'll do this real yeah. quick, and then I will show it to you guys. Wow. Cool. She goes by Sarah Bear. Sarah Bear I from think, Delaware. I think we're Twitter fr- uh, friends. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, or uh, exes friends or whatever the hell you call it. Uh, it looks, I love it. So, I love I'll, it. I'll describe this. It's she, like she said, she has a vintage linen and then she has stitched, uh, which just looks like a, you know, a sewing needle and yeah. thread. Um, a picture of the entire show, which it's, I'm always impressed to people that, can, that people can do that type of thing with, you know, just simple materials. And like I know that. what picture she keyed off of. It was from the barbecue. Okay. Yeah, because Marissa's wearing her hat that wearing she worked hat. at a particular barbecue. That's right. And uh, then there's band uh, logos around the outside of the frame. Yeah, there are stickers that feature, you know, Rush, Van Halen, Metallica, Oasis, Corn, Nirvana, Green Day, Led Zeppelin, Foo Fighters, Kiss, ACDC, Stones, all that stuff, Pearl Jam. Awesome. So this will be proudly displayed. Absolutely. In the Sharts and Crafts section of the uh, Preston how, Steve offices. How many more <laughs> items would you think we would require? Require to have an official opening of the Sharts and Crafts Museum. Oh, that is a very because good question. You will have to curate a tour at yeah. some point. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, but uh, we'll find a home for this, and and that that section is growing. I'm going to have to expand on it a little bit more. So the picture. Yeah, we're looking yeah. at a picture of that was from the back of our calendar at one point. Uh, the photo that uh, was taken as inspiration. For thank you, Sarah Bear. <laughs> that was very nice. I had it turned around backwards uh, here in the background. I'm Didn't even notice. And it's next. Around. Who said that other one? That's right. Do you remember the name of that? I don't remember. Oh, she. Uh, we, I, that's. I love that. I read her letter on the on the air, and it's a, it's this little signpost that has all kinds of little Preston Steve sayings uh, flavored in WMMR. Uh, um, Thingies. oriented things that you can put in there, which is really cool. So thank you. That will eventually go into Sharts and Crafts, but I like it right there. I think it looks it cool. It looks great in the shop, too. On the, on the camera. In the shirt. Did you have our... an email that you were going to read as well? about? Yes, the... about oh, the yeah, game. But, but I was going to put that in okay. uh, the City Beat. Oh. And I didn't tell you I was doing the City Beat, and I apologize. That's all right. I would like to... 
I would like to apologize to, my, to the city beaters. <laughs> uh, I'd like to apologize to Jennifer Gardner and our pool boy, Ben Affleck, for incorporating them into my fantasy life. I apologize <laughs> to anyone apologize. by my fictional creations, yeah. Chris Agon, the philosopher of evil, and the skull sealer. So I put this in the, in the city beat because it uh, concerns the uh, Phil's game last night. Yes. Um, and we were uh, chatting uh, quickly about the game uh, earlier this morning, and I had read an email from someone who was asking about a woman that was sitting behind home plate and was holding up a photo of yeah. someone. And she did it several times, and I noticed it clearly. Um, and so she emailed me. Her name is Lori Geyser, and she says, or it might be Geyser. Uh, she said, hi, I heard there were a few questions about the picture that I had with me at the game. That was a picture of Elaine Porter, who passed away unexpectedly this past Sunday. I didn't plan on holding it up. I just wanted to have her with me uh, because her greatest love was watching the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Uh, another co-worker called and asked me to hold it up, so I did. So I guess while she was at the game, somebody's like, hey, I can, I can see you. I, I see you on camera. Hold the picture up. Um, she said Elaine would not have wanted that attention, but I'm sure that she was smiling for her team. No, it's a wonderful so, gesture. We, I, we said earlier we love stuff like that and you know I, again i brought up when chuck brought the picture of his dad with him to the yeah. game yeah yeah that I, stuff uh, means a lot to people she yep. needs to sit in that same seat tonight yes <laughs> yeah that picture yeah 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 God, that was a great game last night. That I home mean, run by Bryce I just, Harper. <laughs> I, well, I texted you immediately. I'm like, my God. Yeah. I'm like, because I'm. It's, it's it was there were two outs. There's two people on base, and he steps up to the plate. And I just said out loud, I'm like, all right, dude, do what you get paid to do. <laughs> yeah, and he do, does. do what and and he just did. Why it. even pitch? To and that I turned guy? around. <laughs> yeah. My family's sitting there, and I just go, oh my God, <laughs> he did what you I were saw hoping he would do. The meme about it was awesome. So basically, you find you know f f with us and find out. Yeah, you know, yeah, f around, f around, find out. Yeah. But like, dude, press. That's just what he does. I know he is the most clutch baseball player uh, that I've seen in a Phillies but uniform. Even though knowing that. You know he doesn't do it every time, right? right? But when he, that's why when I stepped up and I said that, I'm like, oh, it was a little bit of a of a you know a, a, a bit of a uh, a hail mary. But mm. dude did it, mm-hmm. and he did does it big time. He does it more against the Braves, which is just fun and awesome. Uh, I'm going tonight, so if you see me t- tonight, please say hi. Um, and Steve, uh, you know, a few times people have reached out and said, you know, that I need, and they said this last year as well, that I need to do a new. They did it, and I will. If they win the World Series, I'm not going to do it for individual game wins. I'm not going to do it if they make it to the World Series again. If they win the World Series, I'll do a nice screen. You'll need to do it. We'll need to recreate it. We'll need to do it on the same recording device that you used to get the same overmodulation. Right. Uh, And then at that point, we need to record just so I have it. They didn't do it. Okay. They didn't do it. Um, Just so we have the uh, the option. But Um, I don't even want to think about that because as far as it looks right now... They're on their way. The, the they did it is lightning in a bottle. It'll yes. never. It'll never be recreated. It was. It was. They so, did it! I mean, it was that your real emotions. <laughs> yeah. And and with the, whatever the room noise of chickies and Pete's while you were there. They and, did it! <laughs> and and lest we forget, zero Philadelphia championships since 1983. Yeah, at that point, it had been yeah. 25 yeah. years. Yeah. A hundred seasons of uh, the four major sports, and we hadn't had a damn thing. So the wings uh, is like, yeah, I know the wings, and I'm sorry, and the kicks, perhaps I don't know, <laughs> right? But uh, for the fills, that was yeah. that was something something else. No, you were like a man who hadn't had sex in a decade. Yeah. Speaking of which, 
Is that how long has it been? Kathy? No, 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 not me. Uh, maybe another topic for another time. But I, oh, yeah, I was yeah we're in the middle of the city beat, by the way. No, no, I want to hear this. Hang on. City beat off. <laughs> what is it? It was a, a married friend uh, told me that he hasn't had sex with his wife in uh, almost 11 years. What? Whoa. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, we were talking about the Will Smith, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith thing earlier. And um, I was like, are you guys even still married? He's like, oh, I still love her. That still ain't a city together. beat topic. I know. Yeah. Uh, that's why I well, hesitated hope, a little bit. Thank you. We got some city wandering to do. Well, just the, the inflection you used, the, uh, oh, I still love her. Yeah. It was a, yeah, I could eat something. It was yeah. a defeated, I still yeah, love her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not starving. Yeah, like, I, you know, yeah, I, I guess I could eat. You know? I'll never turn down pizza. <laughs> I mean, Press, I've never had sex with you, and I love you. I know, man. You know, it can I happen. Know. By the way, you should have heard uh, Jackie Bam Bam called uh, Kathy this morning to tell her about a traffic thing, and he ends with, uh, you know, okay, I love you. Oh, I love you. And Kathy's like, okay. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Well, I don't say... Just I, like high okay. school. Uh, I don't say it back to Dr. Mike either, do you? Yeah. yeah. All the time. Uh, no, yeah. I don't. Absolutely. Yeah. Kathy I loves you. Okay, bye. Yeah, yeah. I tell Bill yeah. I love him all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, we'll uh, we'll crack that nut with Kathy yeah. another time. We'll bust that uh, nut. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into uh, some other city-based stuff now. Okay. So, and, and we'll talk about your friend yeah. not cracking a okay. nut. Uh, another later. Time. Bust it in. Uh, yeah, I'm just using a different word. Um, the I use the same word. This is interesting. Uh, Steve, you sent this to me. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers say that more than 3,000 tires were hauled out of the Schuylkill River during the second phase of a dredge project. So let me ask you, mm-hmm. did you think the number would be lower or higher? That's really high. That's high. Yeah, that's a yeah. lot. Uh, so they they cleared it out. 3,000. The illegally dumped debris may cause additional delays for the $13 million project that began in 2020. Uh, Dredgett is the name of the contractor that completed a first phase of the dredge in front of Boathouse Row. That was October 2022. And they removed 28,000 cubic yards of sediment. They moved it out by Fort Mifflin. But could you imagine all the, the garbage? Kathy, this seems to me seems like the kind of line of work you'd love. <laughs> but then they started the second phase, uh, dredging along the Schuylkill National Course and Adaptive Rowing Lagoon, uh, which are upriver from Boathouse Row. And almost immediately, they began pulling tires out of the river, some of which are large tractor trailer and uh, or tractor and truck tires. Yeah, huge. They said initially the team wasn't certain if this was an isolated area. But it has continued throughout multiple areas along the race course and has prevented dredging operations to continue as originally planned. The Army Corps has not finalized a path forward at this particular time. I don't know if they have any stats on this, but I often wonder how many guns are in, at the bottom yeah, of the river. Yeah, that are thrown into the river. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's an obvious, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, it's interesting because did we lose? We lost one of the regattas, didn't we? Because of this work, that's been, the Dead Vale was gone for a while. Um, then I thought it came back. No, there's one that I think is gone forever because yeah. they well, needed the Stokesbury still here, right? They needed to rely on this setup, and it wouldn't be ready in time, and so they just you know picked up, pulled up stakes, and are now moving it. But when everything is up and running out there, I, I love that area. I love when that you see them, you know, rowing and doing all that stuff. But I guess this was a long time in the making to dredge that area because there were 3,000 tires there. Most of the tires were found just above the, um, or just above and below the Strawberry Mansion Bridge. Uh, Though some were found at other points throughout the dredging area. The Army Corps officials have uh, been in touch with the city's streets department over how to handle the tires. Do you think there's any 
Do you think they've encountered any cars? Well, Kathy had told us about that one uh, area in Gladwin mm. where they found all kinds of cars because there's a, like, there's, I don't know if it's a boat ramp or what, or, or an area that goes straight into the river. What is this? Yeah, it, I think, um, I think there was, there was some sort of like driveway or ramp, but it was kind of hidden. Yeah. That, that's why people were going and dumping cars there. It wasn't like, oh. going to, it, it's back, um, like on where you guys used to call uh, the land that the time forgot. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, River Road, but it's oh, on the other side. It's, it's yeah. on the other side, yeah. so it's but right. the, but the road there is very much like that. Like there's it's, right. it's one you know thin road. You got to drive like 15 miles an hour, and there's you know a few houses there. But just as that starts, it's like kind of a little cove. Every now and then, when uh, the Schuylkill's completely tied up, my you know app the ways will take me down that way. Yeah, and, and it's uh, it there's not really much tired. there's not much down there. Like off you the know what is down there? Yeah, what there is a slide into the river, oh, which always oh, yeah. blew my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's doing that? There's some a VFW of, down there, too. And some of those houses, I actually, I recently took that road because of traffic on the Schuylkill Expressway. Some of the houses down there, like, they've updated them. Yeah. They're gorgeous. Yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah, you're they're right. beautiful. The yeah. ones that are on the, uh, Nick, on, uh, from where One River Road was, on the other side, on uh, on the Schuylkill side. That's the what the side we're talking about. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so, so there's, and there's some brand new yeah, yeah. homes. Yeah. yeah, But they have to be flood prone. You know, I, I don't know what I don't they're doing. Like that. If you look. Look, they they are built very high up. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine s- still um, flood prone, but yeah, they're really high up. And the parking situation there, like some of them, when you drive by, you can like high five the people out their front yeah, door. Yeah. yeah, Preston, I got invited to that VFW a couple of weeks ago. Um, I saw the comedian Adam Ray, and he has a friend in Philly, and he's a member at that VFW. I, I, I want to go check it out. I've never been there, and I, I really want to go see it. I went there for an event one time. Really? Yeah, and it's it's a VFW. It's a VFW. It's, yeah. you know, it's what it is. Two dollar beers. Totally. Yeah. Totally. What, yeah. what war were you in, Big Head? Yeah. Um, <laughs> not one. MM Army? I always feel way, you know, you go in there and there's those, the, they're yeah. like real, you know, the, 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 and I'm like, I don't, I have no right to be here. I'm a veteran of comedy. So most of the tires were found, like I said, around the Strawberry Mansion Bridge. And uh, they said that they are being contained in a staging area where they are drying before a contractor uh, can hold them well, away. When they dry up, you can set them on fire. Right. That always works well, right? They burn very, very yeah. well. All right. Another City Beat story. Um, this is from outside of the city, but um, really nice place that we love. And it's a, 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 it's a, it's a wonderfully revealed viewed place for ex-cons everywhere <laughs> uh, when they're on the lam anyway along with gardens hey. yes has recently gotten bigger uh, last month they repurchased the former Gaylor Estate Vineyard and Winery which adjoins the, the campus have you ever been there that, that winery so I, I believe I was at a, an event that um, was rented out for just a, like a reception or something and it was really it's it's gorgeous oh, is this the winery that they uh, I feel like it was in Philly magazine or, or something like that uh, that they were talking that it was for sale is this yeah, probably yeah they sold they uh, it had been listed for sale since January yeah I think this three is point it. how come three, you didn't buy it 3.395 well, million dollars no, that's so I, I did so I did look at it not to purchase it but um <laughs> I was reading it, and it was like, you know, it was, I want to say, a decent price for a winery. Yeah. Like, we were like, wait, well, if we got, like, a bunch of people together, yeah. we could buy this. Yeah, so th- this is it, it, and this is a perfect thing because they do have it for uh, receptions and things of that nature. And so I've actually been to two events there, and it is, uh, it's fantastic. And so. it borders um, Longwood Gardens? Yeah. yeah. Connor, that's Gaylor? That's the Gaylor winery? Because this kind of looks like the Brandywine um 
uh, Kathy, the one that we were at. Oh, Chad's Ford. Chad's Ford. No, that's not. That wasn't, that Chad's, wasn't Ford. Chad's Ford. I know what you're saying because yeah. that that little area where I was the feeding drive you, around. Where I was you're feeding, feeding you grapes. Yeah, yes. yeah, it's not oh, wait, that. Didn't Chad's Ford make the Pierre no Noir? Yes. Uh, yeah, they did. Oh, okay. Pierre. Yeah, 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 the Pierre yeah. Noir. Pierre Noir. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, I love the, Chad's Ford. so I, listen, purchasing the uh, the winery, they are not going to make wine. It is a conservation effort. They're going to make just gonna be part of the property. I thought like we were going to go now, and you could do like wine tastings right. and stuff. No, nope. you'd be you get out a lot more if wine was available everywhere. You can purchase beer at Longwood Gardens. Why not? Oh yeah. Why don't they want to serve have a winery? Are you sure you can't purchase wine? You probably I mean, can. I'm sure you yeah. can. I'm just saying, oh, I want oh. like a full winery now. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't God, realize I want a full word. winery. <laughs> and I want it now. I want like tastings and flights. And- <laughs> Kathy actually has an, an area I in Long Winery. <laughs> I want a section named after me. You I'm know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's my uh, fault for not right. Jordan, uh, or it's, I'm sorry, Jordan Cole of Longwood Garden said we are still evaluating our long-term plans for the property, but our first and most important priority for the property is the preservation of green space and agricultural land. We have no current plans to enter the wine business. The purchase is first and foremost about preserving the agricultural land. Uh, the purchase agricultural reported by the Philadelphia Business Journal comes after Longwood Gardens announced in February that it had agreed to acquire the sweeping uh, Grenogue Estate along the Brandywine in uh, nearby northern Delaware. That historic estate includes 505 acres of rolling woods. And a and, laser tag place. And farmland and a castle-like hilltop mansion. At the time, uh, Longwood also described that acquisition, which has yet to be finalized, as mainly an effort toward agricultural preservation. Uh, in 2021, they had announced that they were embarking on the largest makeover of its ground and buildings in its history. If you've been out there over the past couple of years, you've seen the construction that they're doing. Yeah. Uh, so they've dubbed it Longwood Reimagined and they're expected to stretch it into 2024. The ongoing $250 million project involves the construction of a new West Conservatory near the popular East and Main Conservatories, a shimmering 32,000 square foot glass structure that will include a bonsai courtyard, mm. a new restaurant and an event space. And other elements include construction of a new education and administration building, renewal of the Water Lily Court, and preservation of six yeah. historic Lord and Burnham glass houses from the early 20th Lord. century. So Longwood in and of itself is an attraction that draws people from all over. And we were coming into the Pater season, the holiday season, which is just huge. Yeah. Uh, these additions, if they have their sway over it, which it clearly they do, I mean, can you imagine... First off, it's amazing just to go, but the amount of revenue it'll generate. I wonder right? how many people work there because it's just a massive 11. daily you know, <laughs> uh, endeavor just to manage that place. And, yeah. and, and oh, all yeah. of the things that you're talking about, all the upgrades, Preston, like it's just one after another after another. And it's part of the beauty of the place having been around for as long as it has. But it also requires so much upkeep. With all those workers, Kathy, they think they would have found you still by now, which is a... <laughs> Well recessed. I mean, um, I feel like they could have just like a teeny little square named after me. Named after of beautiful you? flowers. Sure. Well, you know what? I would take. They have don't they have the most attractive, the most beautiful, resplendent bathrooms? Well, they were voted as the yeah. most bathroom, uh, most beautiful bathroom in the country one year. That was several years ago. Would you take a bathroom? Kathy? Kathy Romano Memorial well not memorial. Crapper. But, yeah, crapper. Well, I would have to see it. Preston, you used the bathroom we were there. I didn't. How was it? Uh I used the bathroom Yeah, I only remember because we were oh, walking out together yeah, and by the you, fountains. Yeah. Uh, the fountain? it, were they nice? Yeah, it was nice, but it wasn't one of the 
Yeah, it was very nice, but not one of the. I, th- I think over in the conservatories where the not really, one of really the award nice winning, right? Yeah, there's, not an there's all sorts of foliage okay. and stuff. Yeah, it was very nice. All right, so anyhow, they're making these big improvements, and they bought that winery, so they've added to it at uh, Longwood Gardens. All right, we got to wrap up uh, City Beat, yeah, because it's. We're getting close to Crumb Bum Cash Talk. All right. Uh, so I want to take a break. We'll come back in a moment, and your next shot at winning $1,000 is happening shortly. Uh, and then we have some other things to give away, so I'll, I'll, I'll handle this in a little bit, Case. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. He shoots. He MMR rocks the orange and the black as we drop the puck on a new season. Flyers hockey. Tune in for select games right here all season long. This Saturday, the Flyers take on the Senators at 1 p.m. in Ottawa. We'll be rocking the rink with all the hits, all the goals, all season long. It's him behind the net, they score! Philadelphia Flyers hockey, part of everything that rocks on 93.3 WMMR. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you this morning by Sports and Social. You can cheer on the birds just steps away from the stadium at Sports and Social in live casino and hotel Philly. Watch the game on a 52-foot big screen with halftime contests, Bud Light giveaways, memorabilia, and more. Uh, we'll start with this. A Rhode Island man is facing federal charges after prosecutors say he shot at, injured, and killed red-tailed hawks and cooper hawks around his property. Oh, man. Now, the reason he did it, though, as he says, was to protect the squirrels. Okay. Robert uh, Ferreira was charged with four counts of hunting, taking, killing, and attempting to kill migratory birds, violations of the U.S. Migratory Bird Treaty Act. So the birds sort of naturally go after the squirrels, yes. right? Yeah. And it's kind of the way things work. Yep. But he's a big squirrel lover. He is. Uh, Ferreira repeatedly used a pump-action pellet air gun to shoot at hawks in Not on my watch! backyard <laughs> between October 1st, 2018 and October, April 18th, 2021. He told the U.S. Uh, Fish and Wildlife Service agent that he believes he shot 50 to 80 hawks during that period because they threatened squirrels that visited squirrel feeders on his property. He said some hawks flew away and others stayed in the area. Hawks tend to avoid people and are not a threat when they are left alone. I had to kill the fish. They're eating all the worms. Uh, court documents said that uh, neighbors reported hearing popping sounds around Fer- uh, Ferreira's property uh, that were consistent with gunshots on several occasions. Neighbors also reported at least eight injured and deceased hawks. <coughs> On or nearby Ferreira's property. Uh, Hawks are protected species under the U.S. Migratory Bird Treaty Act. Uh, He faces charges punishable by up to six months in prison and a fine of up to $15,000 for doing that. Yeah. A man is dead after he became pinned under a palm tree following a crash. The Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office said on Sunday that 80-year-old Jose uh, Viatoro was driving a tractor trailer on U.S. Highway 98. For unknown reasons, the man drove off the roadway into the right grass shoulder causing the front of the tractor trailer to hit a large palm tree. Uh, the he was tru- worried that the coconuts would fall down and kill squirrels. Uh, the truck continued to veer off its path and struck another palm tree. The truck finally came to a stop after it hit a third palm tree. This time, the tree fell over Wow! and crushed and pinned him to the driver's Ooh. seat. Those things are huge, yeah, by the gigantic. way. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, When first responders arrived, they rushed him to a medical center, and he's come to his injuries. Uh, sustained in the crash. It's pretty wild that happens. A bit of a freak accident. In Colorado, 
I should have paired this with the Hawk story. A Thornton, Colorado woman and a neighborhood bird herder, bird herder. known as the Turkey Lady received a disorderly conduct citation Wednesday following an altercation with another woman. Marianne Strzok said that she was helping the turkeys cross the road. You gobbler-loving bitch. When a driver sped around her and nearly hit her. Wow. Uh, Strouch said she tapped the back of the car with a stick that she uses to herd the turkeys across the road She's when the woman turkey herder. got out and confronted her. Well, they call her the turkey lady. Yeah. Uh, Stotch said uh, she got really irate and jumped out and started yelling at me huh. and she insisted on calling 911 and having the police come out, and then we were all detained here for about two and a half hours. Police confirmed both women were cited for disorderly conduct. Uh, we had to leave the scene of an active hostage situation. Now, what are we responding to? Stroud said she had been helping the turkeys cross the road near her home for quite some time. A task that's become more difficult as more development continues in the area. She said, I try to help the birds be safe, and I think I'm helping the motorists as well. Most of the people seem to really enjoy the birds, and they really appreciate me being out here to help the birds. Strout said, "We think she's out of her goddamn mind." Strout said, "Despite the incident, she'll continue helping the turkeys cross the road each night to get to their roost." Here's a little info for you: We've been doing this long before you were here. We don't need your help. All right, a Florida woman. You need to get laid. Was <laughs> a Florida woman was arrested after she threw a sausage and a coke. At a gas station cashier during a heated altercation. Some people can't afford guns. Uh, DeAsia Cobb was arrested and charged with battery and disorderly conduct after the incident that unfolded last Wednesday at the Quick King gas station. Where are you going with that sausage? The cashier told deputies that the incident started when Cobb confronted her, saying that she could have handled her two transactions at once. I'm going to go do some bad with the sausage. The two reportedly shouted racial slurs at one another, causing the verbal altercation to turn physical, and that's when Cobb allegedly grabbed a sausage from the hot tray. Just when you think, listen, the, the world is such a screwed up place, and then you hear this inspiring story of a racist sausage fight. See, she grabbed the sausage from the hot tray and its tongs and hurled them both at the cashier. The sausage hit the cashier in the right wrist <laughs> and the tongs in the right leg. She didn't want to touch him. You know, she didn't want to get her, her uh, grubby little mitts all over the sausage. Yeah, so she, so used she used the tongs. the tongs. That's great. That's very, very polite. Uh, Cobb then left the store. I'm a lady! The cashier grabbed the sausage off the floor, went outside and threw it at Cobb's car. Five second rule! Cobb retaliated by throwing a Coke can that she had just purchased at, and the same sausage at the cashier. They throw a sausage, you throw a Coke can. Who is standing toward the end of the counter. Uh, the soda can hit the counter and the cashier was able to get out of the way. That's the service station way. To avoid uh, being hit uh, by it. By the it's way, so. amazing how these things escalate. You wonder if you were to say to them, like a couple days before, in about 48 hours, you're going to have a sausage and, and soda can right. fight at a gas station. Mm-hmm. They'd probably laugh, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably laugh. How could, it probably, how could that possibly happen? Mm-hmm. All right, here's a final story that we will end with. Um, yeah, let's go with this. Uh, in South Brunswick, New Jersey, uh, two dozen first responders helped rescue a cemetery worker who became trapped in an open grave oh, on Tuesday man. afternoon. The incident happened at the Holy Cross Cemetery. Officials said a funeral service had just wrapped up when the 47-year-old worker fell through a wood board about six feet down into wow. an open grave. Now, I don't know if it was that same ceremony's open grave, but probably that he fell into? I would imagine. 
He appeared to separate his shoulder, leaving him injured and unable to move. Crews worked to shore up the hole so they could get the worker out, which means they had to leave him in there for a while. I'm here to pay my respects to Dan. I'm in here. (laughs) (laughs) Rescue technicians deployed trench panels and ground pads to stabilize the area in and around the pit uh, when they had to use a rope system. He said we had to use a rope system to get the man out of the grave and turn him over to EMS. And it took some time to make sure that everything worked out. Cases coffin flop. (laughs) The man was rescued shortly after 2 p.m. and was alert. He was taken to the hospital for treatment. That's all I got for you. That's the last bit in the bizarre file for you. Uh, so the word that you need to enter, and you have about five minutes left to do that, is a maze. That's for crumb bum cash. So the word is a maze. Now, if you've already done that, good for you. You're in the running now. Um, I have something else that you can win. Ooh. Yep. Uh, I'm going to give away the last of these. We have a screening. Uh, it's of the Netflix comedy Old Dads, and it will be Monday, this coming Monday at Excellent. 7 p.m. at the Bryn Mawr Film Institute, hosted by Casey Boy. Hey. Yes. Uh, this is, by the way, what's a, what's a, What's uh, um, Gary's nickname for you? Uh, Casey Oil Can. Is it, is is it Oil Can or ca- who's Cadillac? That's, That's Brent Porsche. Porsche. Oh, that's I think right. it's an oil can because of Foster Lager. He's a little kid, Foster. Yeah. Oh, kid, Foster. He's going to be there, and this is uh, Bill Burr's directorial debut. Uh, it's available on Netflix beginning on Billy Burr. 20th, and uh, you can go to WMMR.com for more chances to win. But we'll take callers number uh, 10 and 11. And we will give you those movie passes for free. 215-263-WMMR. We're going to take a break. I love it. We're going to come back in a moment. You want to kiss me? Uh, I w- yeah. And uh, we'll come back in a moment. I want to kiss you. You want to kiss me? We'll come back in a moment and we will get to Lesson Question Trash and Music News. Stay with us. We'll be right back. <laughs> Who's playing where? When? Answer your Philly concert inquiries at WMMR.com. All the shows that rock, all in one place. Just click on our always up-to-date concert calendar at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. 
Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye flawless, near colorless, brilliant cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14 karat safety silicone backs. I hate Stevensinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We got some business to take care of, and that is uh, takes the form of today's lesson question. And we're going to give away a $50 What a Crock Meal gift card. If you can answer this question correctly to prove that you were indeed listening to the show at some point this morning. This one wasn't too long ago. This is about 945 this morning. Uh, how many people work at Longwood Gardens? 215-263-WMMR. Not really. It's what you heard on the show. I'm sure there are hundreds of people that work yeah. at Longwood Gardens. But according to us, according to this show, how many people work at Longwood Gardens? 215-263-WMMR if you know the answer. And while you're calling us up, we'll do this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Horizon Services. From clogged turlets to dripping faucets. Horizon Cooling, Heating, and Plumbing. Uh, their plumbing professionals are there when you need them. Plus, you can save 20% off of your next plumbing service. Visit horizonservices.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger claiming in his new book, Be Useful, Seven Tools for Life Can Motivate Anyone to Achieve Their Life Goals. Teasing the book, Arnold reveals that the first six tools are buckets filled with steroids. Oh, my God. T.J. Deed and Bradley Cooper were a little more obvious about their relationship with the two seen all over New York City this weekend. In fact, Gigi posted a not-too-cryptic selfie on Instagram with the caption, Off to ride that Leonard Bernstein knows. Oh, hey! And finally, Caitlyn Jenner telling the Times that she believes romance just is not in the cards for her and that she might not even date ever again. Caitlyn says not to pity her, noting a booty call is always a possibility, just as long as there are still Kodiak bears. All right, looking for the answer to the question, how many people work at Longwood Gardens? We go to Fran to try and get an answer. Hi, Fran. Good morning. Hey, good morning. You guys rock. Thank you, Fran. All right, so lay it on us. How many people work at Longwood Gardens? Eleven. Eleven. You got it. Hang on, Fran. Gonna give you a fifty dollar, a fifty dollar what a crock meal gift card. Delicious home cooked meals designed for your slow cooker, and you can use promo code Hunger now through November and get ten dollars off your order. Plus, what a crock will donate ten dollars to Phil Abundance as part of the President's Eve camp out for Hunger. So go to whatacrockmeals.com to start your order now. Now, Preston and Steve's music news. WMMR. Yeah! I want to love you. Be like people wrong thing. Yeah! All right, brought to you by Monster Mania 57, November 10th to the 12th in Oaks, Pennsylvania. Uh, with Alice Cooper, Scream Reunion, the stars of Five Nights at Freddy's, and more. And tickets are on sale now. Monstermania.net. So, we'll start with this. An official trailer has been released for The Stones and Brian Jones. The upcoming uh, documentary is going to screen in theaters one night only. And that'll be November 7th before it goes digital on November 17th. Uh, it's packed with early interviews and newly unearthed archive. 
archival footage. <clears throat> it documents how a 19-year-old Brian Jones formed the Rolling Stones and how he was left behind in the shadows of history. That's pretty wild. In 1969, just a month after the Stones forced him out of the band for substance abuse, Jones drowned at home in his swimming pool, and he was only 27 years old. Should be I'd be curious to see that story. Yeah, I think the first so. 100 people are getting scones for the Stones and Brian Jones. Oh, okay. That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think of other things that rhyme with Jones. I know. Well, bones? just throw us your bones. Yeah. Uh, in 19, uh, the 1972 tour bus. Trombones. Here we go. That rhymes with bones. Yeah. Bones and trombones. Yeah. It's like. Uh, yeah. The song. What is it? Yeah. Smokes. Smokes funny things. Smokes yeah. funny things. I don't know. Maybe there's something else. Let's go to the phones. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Got one. That's good stuff. Uh, the 1972 tour bus that Paul McCartney and Wings traveled in is going up for auction next month. <laughs> it has been restored into its original brilliant colors and looks akin to the yellow submarine. And on the back it says, careful, nervous, beetle driving. <laughs> it was used as their primary transportation on the Wings Over Europe tour. Uh, the 1953 Bristol double-decker bus like will see that. sell through Julian's auctions on November 16th. Uh, it's expected to bring in around $250,000. Put a band on the run. I wonder how often that happens because you have Dolly Parton's old yeah. bus that yeah. Nick's uh, friend or cousin. But, yeah, cousin. Cousin uh, bought. Uh, and I wonder how often tour buses, especially from, you know, back in the flashier days of rock and roll. Yeah, where they, they would really do them up and make them elaborate. Yeah. And you the know, thing about it, Dolly's uh, tour bus that, that is now strangely in my family is like, it's not, it wasn't her only tour bus, you know, and then she had it years ago on, on tour. But like, it, it's a, it was a part of uh, several tour buses that they used for the band and, you know, getting around and whatever. So it was in Dolly Parton's entourage and then it became available for sale. Did um, it have a name? I don't think so. Okay. No. Oh, the, the right. cool ones have names. Yeah, like in uh, um, Almost Famous, it was like Dolores or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They named the, the boss. I th- I she think was the was heart of the band. Kind of fun. Yeah. Did, uh, did, they, did they have Richard Pryor on the video? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think they rolled in on that. How's that song go? They got disco. Yeah. And eight tracks and cassettes and stereo. stereo. There it mm-hmm. is. Yeah. <laughs> they got rural scenes and magazines. They got truckers on CB. And, as you Richard said, Pryor Richard Pryor on the video. Yeah. Uh, Donald Fagan is out of the hospital following an unspecified illness that forced Steely Dan to withdraw uh, from several tour stops with the Eagles. The, the uh, word is he saw himself in a mirror. Oh. oh like <laughs> I love the, uh, Steely Dan, one of my all-time favorites, but Donald Fagan is a, is a, is a different kind of looking guy. Uh, the exact nature and severity of Fagan's illness has not been okay. revealed. Yeah. Although the Indy Star noted that five members of the Eagles Road crew tested positive for COVID, it's unclear if Fagan was battling the same issue. Uh, he last performed on September 20th in Elmont, New York. Cheryl Crow stepped in to cover a couple of the shows. Now Steve Miller is filling in as an opening act. I mean, uh, fortunately, I got to see Steely Dan yeah. a number of times, and I've seen the Rock and Soul Review, which was Donald Fagan sans uh, Walter Becker on uh, a number of times, but um, the, he can still pull off the full deal, yeah. obviously. Yeah, I saw them at the Met uh, a couple of years ago, pre-pandemic, when they were doing uh, albums in its entirety. Superb, right? Yeah, it was great. I, although the night I went was not an album night. It was a greatest hits night. All right. And I loved it. Yeah. 
All right, and then one final story. Uh, Sonic Youth's co-founder, Thurston Moore, canceled his U.S. book tour due to illness. Uh, He was scheduled to tour through England and Scotland. Uh, Moore posted online that the decision came from the advice of his doctors. He noted that he had a long-standing health condition. Sonic, boom. uh, That had become rather and consistently debilitating. Uh, his new book, which is called Sonic Life, will be out October 24th. The publication follows his life in New York and chronicles how he founded the band Sonic Youth. So, it doesn't say what kind of illness it was. No, it's just, no, 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 just debilitating. Another one of these. Same thing with Donald Fagan. They're not really announcing it, what the illness well, maybe, is. Maybe it is something COVID-related, uh, hopefully. Well, yeah. I, I don't want to say hopefully, but uh, that's a little less, you know, your mind starts reeling. Yeah. Rivulets of thought. Not really sure. Um, so we have actually we have one last bit of news, and I don't know if I have this name right or not. It's going to come via a phone call. Uh, is is your name Palisa? It sure is. Palisa. Oh. I've never heard a name like that. That's interesting. Uh, so you have the yeah. last you have the last bit of news for us. What is that uh, news you're going to pass along, Palisa? I just won a thousand dollars. Winner, Palisa. I love and, the name. And by the way, what is, uh, tell us about that name, Palisa. Is it short for something or is that your full name? Yeah, no, that's my full name. So my mom is from Zimbabwe and my name is Zulu. In her language, it means to thrive in life. And, uh, I, I and look at you thriving and winning thousands of dollars. Palisa, I love that name. That's excellent. I believe Zulu is the most spoken language on the continent of Africa. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Excellent. I learned that from Geo Party. Uh, so, Palisa, question, where are you from? Yeah, so I'm from uh, Baltimore, Maryland. I was born in Maryland, but I moved to Lancaster, Pennsylvania about five years ago, so oh. I've been here for a while. Oh, we love wonderful. it. Wonderful. We love that. All right, well, just to uh, just to say thanks for having a, a great name and listening to the Preston <laughs> and Steve show, we are going to give you $1,000 courtesy of Crumb Bum Cash, Felisa. Crumb Bum. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Have a great day. We'll get your information. We'll set you up with that money, okay? Awesome. Thank you guys so much. There you go. Let's hear it for police, everybody. Uh, Yes, the whole thing is sponsored by Horizon Services, and your next chance to win is coming up around noon. And not around noon, right at noon. Pierre Robert is going to have it for you. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, November 13th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. Your donations are needed to make this year's Camp Out a success and help families struggling with food insecurity. You can make a difference. Right now, visit your local Acme throughout October and November and make a donation at the register when you check out. Acme will ensure your generous gift goes to local hunger organizations like Phil Abundance to provide a lifeline for area families in need. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Camp out for hunger from Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. It's uh, 1041, good buddy, um, on this... Thursday morning as we're getting ready to wrap up. Friday. And it is pre-Friday. Oh, it's, it's no sad. Very no sad, bro. Uh, and very much looking forward to tomorrow's program. Hopefully we'll be celebrating a, a victory with Phil's and everything. 
Uh, but we have a lot of other things planned, too. But first, I want to go through today and thank our guests. We had Carrie Fowler-Bender yeah. and hey. uh, Rob Reichard on. They are the head of shows at the AIDS Fund and the AIDS Walk, uh, which is this Sunday, 37th year. Uh, good mission, and they make sure it's a good time. Yeah, and uh, Pierre Robert has yes. been at every single one of them. Absolutely, come rain or shine. I think it is probably the only blemish-free record that Pierre holds. Well, <laughs> is that uh, that you've been to the AIDS Walk thirty seven every, every single year, no matter what, without without fail. It's pretty wild. Even if you've had to sleep in your car, which you have, which you have, which I have, yep. and you've yeah. made it to all of them. I believe so. Like Nate? not like like maybe one year where the race was ending. No, <laughs> no. no, there okay. was uh, it's not a race, but a walk, the walk. But uh, one year, I I, I overslept slightly, and they called <laughs> that's me. That's what I, go, I was wondering. Uh oh. But um, so there's two parts of it. There's the beginning part, right? And then there's the. You you wait until everyone comes back, and then there's a whole series of ceremonies that you host afterwards. So yeah. I think I missed the first part one time. Okay, but you were still. I mean, it's still a quite still a, an exceptional record. Thirty seven yeah. times. Well, I'm if if I'm nothing else, I'm longevity. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, so that's uh, this Sunday, and uh, you can get the information at AIDSWalkPhilly.org. And then thank you to Drew Lynch. Yeah. Uh, and uh, his wife. Very enjoyable. World champion uh, cross-country skier, which was pretty wild. We found out at the very end of the conversation. So Drew is playing at the Keswick Theater tonight. Uh, maybe a handful of tickets remain at keswicktheater.com. So uh, those were our guests. And other than that, it was a good time hanging out with you. And uh, Pierre, we now got to get a letter from you, I guess. I'm ready. All right. Let me turn this thing up and push this button right here. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. O is in October. All right, and we have one more to go. It's just three letters this week, and we give away a six-pack of Flyers opening night tickets. It's a new era of orange in Philadelphia. The Flyers return to the ice for the 2023-24 season uh, with an opening night matchup against Vancouver Canucks. That's October 17th. All fans get a Flyers opening night t-shirt presented by Fanta. And you can get tickets at philadelphiaflyers.com by the way. Uh, so what's happening on your program? Crumbum Cash coming at 12 noon. Uh, again with me and Brent at 3 and with Brent alone at 5. Also um, we've got workforce blocks of in excess. Uh, John Mellencamp uh, had a recent birthday which we will celebrate. And uh, we're going to do a block of Shinedown. Now we interviewed uh, Brent and I uh, interviewed Shinedown backstage at the MMRBQ. Sometimes the funny things about those interviews is um, pieces of them, of them get released, but not the whole thing. So I thought it would be cool to put the whole thing up because we interviewed Brent and Zach from the band with great. and Pierre from the station. Yeah. Uh, and we covered all kinds of things, including uh, one of their persons that they met who was quite famous. And they Brent uh, Smith does not like to have his picture taken with anyone. He's too, he's too um, humble to ask if, if he meets a super famous person. Right. However, this person uh, is is super famous in the rock world, and he did get a picture with him. You, you shared a snippet of it uh, on Instagram, Pierre, and uh, it's a great interview. I was lucky enough to be back there while you were doing it, and those guys really are easy to talk to, and they're such likable guys. Um, but Brent Smith uh, commented on, on the post itself, so he he saw that you oh, really? posted that, which is pretty cool, and just oh, put cool. up some hearts. And so they're just they're such nice guys, and they it's not lost on them what um, MMR has uh, the relationship over the 
years. You know, it's, yeah. it's really cool to hear them talk about it. Well, I mean, you guys have established a whole series of relationships with artists, uh, comedians, and and various people, movie stars, and um, the station itself has established all kinds of uh, connections with uh, musicians. And this one, they just, uh, you know, the great ones, whether it's Bon Jovi or Shinedown, they don't forget. Yeah, and that's, that's nice. Nice. So we're going to hear that in its entirety? Oh, or? yes, yes. Okay. In uh, 1 o'clock, we'll start mm. that. Awesome. All right, let me thank our sponsors. President Steve Show brought to you today by Duncan. The President Steve Show runs on Duncan, by the way. Uh, tomorrow on the program, we have a developing list as we speak. Here we go. All right, um, uh, comedian Greg Proops uh, from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Excellent. He's excellent. Uh, our good friend Kate Flannery will be in the studio ah. tomorrow morning. How about that? Uh, and also comedian Duncan Trussell will be joining us and Casey wrote this down. It says Mega Prize Blowout. Oh, mega Prize wow. Blowout. Right. Do I hear the cowbell game? <laughs> Maybe we'll do the cowbell game. We'll see. All right, that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye bye. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, they mean it. Whether you're at the beach or in the mountains, Shopify is the all-in-one commerce platform that simplifies selling to anyone from anywhere. Don't let the technical stuff slow your sales down. Because with Shopify, you can monitor inventory, track sales, fulfill and ship orders from anywhere with an internet connection. Join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide and start selling with Shopify today. Sign up for a $1 trial at shopify.com slash free 23. Shopify.com slash free 23.